One, two, three, four. Ultimate Challenge! We're looking at WWE intro, intro music. Um, yeah, on the build up to WrestleMania. I believe, boy, isn't I? I'm welling up. <laughs> Is it, you're getting the feels Big there. nostalgia kick. Yeah, <laughs> right in the. Right in the solar plexus. Uh, solar plexus. You know, today... <laughs> the external occipital protuberance. You've nailed it. Oh, you've stolen my thunder. Sorry, sorry. And I'll tell you for why. I've shaved my head today. Well, the wife shaves <laughs> yes, my head. Have. The wife shaves my head. Um, and as she was doing the back of my head, yeah. she says, oh, I always struggle to get the bit around this nodule. I said, what do you mean nodule? Says the bit at the back of your head. I said, oh, the external occipital protuberance. Total love to Gorilla Monsoon. Absolutely fantastic. That's great. Make that live on. Everything I know about American geography, this is where I learned it from. And human anatomy. That's so right, that is. Everybody knows that Little Rock is in Arkansas. Yes, <laughs> Green Bay, Massachusetts. <laughs> it's like just, you just know where yeah. these places are. Yeah. Somebody came from there at some point. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, we're going to be looking at wrestling, WWE wrestler intro music. Uh, hopefully, this will be coming out the week before WrestleMania, which. Yeah. You know, one of my things that I love is music. Another thing that may have faded somewhat in recent years is professional wrestling. And and I know that you feel exactly yeah, the same touché, way. Touche, touche. I may also say that I hope this episode finds you well, because <laughs> it's a big show. Oh, it is. <laughs> That's cheese, isn't it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <he's doing> it. <laughs> I've been wanting to do that all day. Right, just to, to get a, a bit of a a bit of a background on this. How did you first get into wrestling? What was your your first angle, your first match, your first wrestler? Can I save this? Okay. For one of the songs. Okay, you can do. Yeah. I do because. All right, that's good. It's just it wasn't. I didn't have your typical routine. Okay. I really didn't have your typical routine. I won't spoil too much, but. Uh, Okay, so mine was, um, it's, it's bloody Gibbo, man. Gibbo does loads of stuff. He, like, introduces me to lots of things in my life, be them good or bad. Um, I can remember going around his house uh, mid, 19, mid to late 1990 and him showing me, going, oh, my God, look at this absolute crazy shit that was on TV. And it was the, the angle where the model Rick Martel blinded Jake the Snake oh, yeah. Roberts. yeah. And... Uh, he showed me that, um, a Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig match, 
and summit with the ultimate warrior okay you know what i mean and that was it was that era kind of thing and that was this year the, some of the people you're talking about ties yeah. perfectly into my story yeah. but it's it's going to be we've just a bit of a, a preview we've both picked like our top, top 10, ten haven't yeah. we yeah, yeah. and we're yeah. going to intersperse these and i think there's a lot of uh, personal resonance in at least a few, yeah, if not yeah, all of them. Yeah. Well, definitely one that's made my list. <laughs> it's hard to separate. It's hard to be objective and subjective uh, with these things. So, yeah, def- definitely one of my ten fits into when wrestling grabbed me as a nine slash ten year old. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna do well to make this like under a bloody five hour podcast you know what I mean yeah. this literally could go on and on and on and on this and is going to be niche on. too isn't it <laughs> it really is this is <laughs> anybody who's listened to your uh, your killers episode or your uh, queen episode or your radiohead episode or metallica I don't know what to tell you. This is like, um, you know, like, what is it? Like a, a proper fanboy episode. Yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, stick with us. <laughs> stick with us. <laughs> stick with us. You know, there's some there's some legit stuff on here as well. I'm not going to Definitely. Say well, yeah, we were just talking before, kind of, we started recording, weren't we? And we're saying, like, uh, you, you've put down, you've laid down a specific set of rules for yeah, this, haven't you? Yeah, Okay, so, yeah. So we've got some, some rules for this. Um, I said to you, right, go ahead, pick your... Pick your, your top ten wrestling intro music. Obviously, the, the intro music that a wrestler will use on their journey from the backstage area to the ring or as they celebrate a victory. We couldn't use any track. There's been wrestlers over the years who have used legit music tracks, tattoos, all the things she said, uh, any number of ECW. Cult of personality. Cult of personality. Big one. Any number of ECW. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, numbers. The Spike Zareth Zareth <laughs> I've had a beer. Uh, Ric Flair's music. Yes, see, I looked at that and I thought, oh, can I use that? Because they use a slightly different version of it, don't they? From 2001, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a WWE edit version mm. of it. Uh, but I didn't. But I didn't use it in the end. But yeah, that was the thing. Um, I gave Boyd first choice on these. Spoilers, he... he Pick two of my absolute certs that I would have had in my top ten. So I've cheated a little bit on one. But now you know hey. mine. I don't know yours. So oh yeah, there's yeah, an yeah. element of surprise. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I was a bit reluctant when you first said about your rules. I was like, well, this is taking some some absolute corkers out of there. Yeah, and some of that would make my list. But then the more I thought about it, the more I kind of like that for the very reason that music that's written specifically for this purpose it's for a very specific job and it forms part of and i'm going to torture this word i'm going to use it beyond all reasonable extent uh, the word aesthetic because yes something that the music does it does create part of that aesthetic um because wrestling is a character-driven performance. It's the whole persona. Yeah. They're not given a great deal of dialogue or set pieces, at least theoretically. That's shifted over the years a little bit and not really yeah. for the better. You kind of alluded to that. That's, we'll, we'll uh, speak that about we've kind of drifted yeah. away. But yeah, what you've got with um, someone making that ring walk, you've got the visual yes. of that person and then you've got the audio of the music and they've got 30 to 60 seconds of that impact to make someone care or at least take notice and the music is really a key part of that package so for that purpose when done right it's so 
different to music that's recorded for normal purposes to be a single or part of an album. It's um, more like soundtrack music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's a couple yeah. in my top ten that I definitely think do fit that prescription. Yeah. So as opposed to appropriated entrance music, I mean, the UFC now use themes, the Dart Shoes walk-on music. The but Dart Shoes WWE music. Yeah, that's that, all of it, yeah. It's appropriated because it yeah. sounds cool. It's not mm. really meant to fit yeah. that person. So, is are the boxers or well, I don't think there's boxers, but are the UFC guys who have their own legitimate made for them music, like WWE or wrestler wrestlers? No, they, no. they just use current. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen the Joshua just come out to whichever fucking song's yeah. number come, one this week. Does he come out to Sweet Caroline? Who oh, Joshua? Yeah. I don't know. It surely comes out some kind of trite, bloody I'm sure he UK garage yeah. number, doesn't it? A friend who's massively into Are boxing. Are you excited about Joshua Fury? Well, I'm not a boxing fan particularly. I'm, I'm, a, not, I'm an MMA yeah. man now. And I've even I've drifted away from MMA because yeah. very similar criticism to how I feel about wrestling currently is there's just so much content and I'm a completist. I want everything or nothing. Yeah. And it's so hard to keep up with everything now. It's just like... Have you ever subscribed to the WWE Network? I had a couple of free trials. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely had it for... What are we talking now? It's probably been out for four or five years. It's been a long time. Yeah. So I definitely had it for the first year it was out. Okay. Like 100%. And I'd say I probably rinsed it for about two or three months. Yeah. And then I watched the big pay-per-views and then, man... I pr- I literally, I probably actually had it for about eighteen months, and the last six months I watched nothing. Yeah, nostalgia purposes it. for me, really, <sighs> man. It- um, what was? Oh, hang on. Don't that take you back? Definitely. Um, we said about your first angle that got you into wrestling. What was the first pay per view that you can remember watching? Um, like live. Watching or, live. Or as live as Sky used to have them right. like the next day. Yeah, well, I've got a classic for you here. Yeah, okay. Now I stu- this is probably, this explains a lot what, <laughs> while I stuck with things through the dark years. Yes. 1992. Yeah. Woo! Royal Rumble. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Still the greatest of all time. 92 Royal Rumble has got to be probably the peak of the first wave of the UK fan, yeah, hasn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Uh, my. My first live, as live one, was the 91 Royal Rumble. Okay. So I was through that because I think they were on a couple of days later on Sky yeah. Movies Plus at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Classic opener. Yeah, yeah, yes. Rockers Orient Express. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And then that, that Royal Rumble 92, man. Oh. I was an Apta Mag fan. If anyone doesn't know, Bill Apta did Kayfabe. Yep. Explain Kayfabe. Kayfabe what? is keeping up the pretense. Not making your fan believe but giving them something believable yeah yeah you ready for this yeah i have met bill apter shut up i have met bill apter i've Where? shook the man's hand coventry <laughs> bill apter in coventry in coventry in jumping jacks in coventry no shit man yeah. i'd like to meet bill apter i bet yeah. he's got a bloody story or nice guy to tell oh nice i can guy. imagine he really, really is nice like a nice guy yeah um, We're going to go massively off piece. How excited <laughs> so many people. <laughs> the first time I went down, uh, W.A. Smith in Merry Hill, and there was Pro Wrestling Illustrated, The Wrestler, and the other one, because there was three mags, weren't there? Inside Wrestling. Inside Wrestling, but they never had Inside Wrestling. 
they they always had pro rest PWI obviously, and sometimes they had the wrestler. And I can remember getting that, and it was like um, the nineteen ninety uh, what is 500? it five hundred? No, not the five hundred. The one at the end of the year where they give like the awards. Oh, issue. the end of year awards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can remember like I was not au fait at all with anything NWA or WCW because they didn't really have a TV presence. No. Then. Which is why the network is worth its weight in gold because yeah, you of could course. you could fill those gaps. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, going back. Yeah, sorry, nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, I, I, that was at the point where there was like three or four of us who were super into wrestling at school. Like loads of people were at that time ninety two, but there was three or four of us who would go in the Aptomags and phone Bill Apter's hotline, man, and like we had. I think, as I say, there was three or four of us who had like massive phone bills at home because yeah. we were hanging on the end of the line trying to see who was going to win that year's Raw Rumble or oh, something yeah. like that. I can remember my dad saying, my dad was a big Hogan guy, um, and he was like very anti-Flair. Okay. And he, I think I've said this to you before when my dad said to me, you know, Ric Flair, look at him, he's got AIDS, man. <laughs> It's <laughs> like Rick Flair's going, Hulk Hogan, oh. there's a real man, there's a real bloke oh. for you. <laughs> Rick Flair is, is like Keith Richards, he, he, he'll outlive us all. He literally is like the wrestling you, Keith Richards. You've yeah, got to buy into the man. The fantastic analogy that I is. think we said this in the Radiohead episode, didn't we? You've got to buy into the man. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he, he doesn't play Rick Flair, he is Rick Flair. Um, who's your favourite of all time? Your favourite oh. wrestler? Or your top couple? Top couple of three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I can tell you um, I'm going to be a cliche. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, go Brett. Okay, yeah. I'm going to be a nerd. Yeah. Kabashi. Okay, yeah. Kenta Kabashi. Yeah. And someone who straddles that line and just terrified me as a kid. But, oh, Vader. Okay, no way. That's an eclectic three. I think I always, I never got on with Brett. I appreciated Brett's stuff, but I never got on with because one of my top guys would have always been perfect. Yeah, and, I get it. And you know what I mean? I did, didn't like him. Hunter, man, you know what I mean? He's this top guy. <laughs> Nobody ever has had a better year in wrestling as 2000 for Hunter. No. Yeah. There's someone on my list okay. of entrance themes. I'm going to throw up there. really wax intellectual about as what ma- as year much quality. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. It might catch you off guard. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to make a music analogy just for anyone who's thinking of turning off. There's going <laughs> to be. Stick with it because there is actually going to be some yeah. music on this episode. <laughs> yeah. We throw in the odd, um, the, the odd wrestling analogy to the music episodes. I'm going to do the reverse here. When did you fall off the trying? Oh, it's hmm, probably between about 07 and 2010, maybe. Okay, so what are we talking? What's the number of resume that's coming up? 30-something. 37. 37. The Iron Sheik will be getting to the ring now, as per Bobby Heenan. (laughs) Yeah. Mania 17. No way, Mania 17. Okay, so you fell off between... To be honest, I don't really have any affinity for anything beyond about 21. Okay. Okay, yeah. 
So, because you like really were into your like indies and stuff, weren't you? Massively, yeah. massively. We did a couple of indie shows together. Back yeah, in the day, yeah, definitely. We? I remember going to London to see the um, uh, yeah, Frontiers of Honor. Yeah, getting yeah. massively, massively lost. Yeah, oh god, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that I actually drive around the countries at the moment for a job, mm. and then I could not find my way out of Bluey Stourbridge. <laughs> We, t- we took a few wrong turns that day, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Christ yeah. almighty. And we were about two hours late for opening bell time, and I think we missed the opening ten minutes. Yeah, we definitely missed the start of the show, yeah. 100%. Um, see, I was still into the main WWF, WWE product at that time, yeah. where I think you were like on the uh, like Ring of Honor train. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then obviously went into UFC and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Around 03, 04, I... Definitely segued into mixed martial arts. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. Like, you remember when, uh, like, the first UFC, like UFC one, two, or three, were on VHS at Bill's Video Shop? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I watched them hundred uh, percent, even though they're heavily edited on some yeah. of the stuff. Yeah. And I've watched Brock Lesnar's stuff. Yeah. That he did in UFC. Aside from that, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. Human cockfighting. Mm. There was you know? a spell when they did pro wrestling better than pro wrestling. It was well, like, bloke one, bloke two, Yeah. here's why they're going to fight. Yeah. This is why it's important. Yeah. Winner moves up the card, mm-hmm. loser goes down the card. Surely that's, that's it, though, that's isn't it? it? That's it. That's this it. is the thing. And that's what wrestling wasn't doing well, at the time. Man, and wrestling still isn't doing to me. Well, as we said, what was the last thing you watched? Of WWE. The last thing I watched, as in oh, man, at the time anything. it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, Ronda Rousey's debut. Okay. Um, uh, Rousey and Angle against Hunter and Steph yep. at Mania 30 Mania something. something. Yeah. I'd say that was probably the last WrestleMania that I watched in its entirety, possibly. Yeah. I'd you go know? earlier than that. I'd go the one where Rollins cashed in at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. definitely earlier. Yeah, I mean, when I was hot into it, I watched every minute. I used to put myself through every minute of it. You know what I mean? But there's too much now. There's Man, so it's much. It's, much. It's a, like ten hours of original content just on television every week. We spoke about this. Have you watched any AEW? I watched about the first week and a half of a TV. Yeah, and then I don't know. Are you not in on it? Have you have you seen they signed the Big Show? Yeah, and Christian in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, noticed that. Yeah. yeah, and I finally got Shaq in a ring. Okay, didn't see that. Shaq and Cody. Who, okay. Who, man, ah, I can't be on board with Cody Rhodes as a fucking main eventer anywhere. Mm. Honestly, for the reasons we've talked about, I haven't seen that much of him. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. Can't really yeah, offer yeah. an opinion either way. Yeah, it's um, it's pure nostalgia for me at this point. And yeah, it's it's unfortunate, really. I think we've sort of, unfortunately. I think we've sort of, it's a horrible term, but I think we have like kind of grown out of it. Yeah, I think we're the it's people. Only, it's not for us anymore. No, exactly. When we were wrestling fans at the beginning of the 90s to mid, late 90s, and you had your 70s and 80s yeah. NWA fans are like, oh, this is cartoon bullshit. Yeah, yeah. We are now those people yeah, because yeah. it was aimed at us. Do you think it was as much a difference then as it is now? Yeah, it's got to have been. It's... Probably even more so because your dynamic shifted so much to that from that um, one-on-one, who's going to win, 
good guy, bad guy. And now you've got three hours of TV on a Monday night. Too much, that is. Nobody wants to watch three hours of anything. No, 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 no. I don't want to... I don't want to do three hours. I don't want to spend three hours doing anything at all. In 2021, no. three hours of television on something? No. Nah. No, def- no, definitely. I like a mixed grill. I'd, I don't want to eat a mixed grill for three hours. I want to mi- eat a mixed grill for 20 minutes, dust my mouth down, and go on about the rest of my business. <laughs> That's a fantastic analogy. And I'll tell you what, the current product isn't as good as a mixed grill. No. Yeah. No chance. It's not, is it? Not one little bit. I know Channel Five are like showing uh, like highlights packages, you know what I mean of, of of the Monday show, but I haven't seen any of them. The, the last thing I watched, like over the past couple of years, cinematic wrestling has become a thing, hasn't it? During the uh, during the whole COVID thing. During the it's... whole COVID, but it it had happened just before that, hadn't it? I think with a couple of the the characters, they'd gone to this whole cinema, like the whole Hardy compounds. TNA stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I watched like Cena and Bray Wyatt's fiend character. Yeah. From the last WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, you know, if you haven't seen it, for you, there's plenty of little inside jokes. Yeah. And, it'll, and you'll get the stuff. Yeah. But no, no. You know. For a first time, see, for me, it's got to make sense. To oh, first for a, time. For the first time, I would imagine they wouldn't. They kind of get it, but not completely. But I, I kind of like that, though, because I think deep references in stuff, like in films, you know, in films will make oh, reference yeah. to, like as a bit of a thank you to the yeah. fan. You know, you watch a kid's film, yeah. and it might have like a bit of an adult reference or a bit of an adult thing just to keep you invested a little bit. It works like that. Well, that's the thing. That's us now, isn't it? We don't su- subscribe to... WWE Network. We subscribe to Disney Plus. Well, I don't subscribe to Disney Plus. I, I have subscribed this. To I had this. I had this um, on the last podcast. Fuck you, Disney Plus. Yeah. Oh. Fuck you. All you're doing is going around buying up everybody else's shit and peddling it as your own when your own stuff's crap. There you oh. go. <laughs> I hated Disney when I was a kid. Was you into Disney when you were a kid? Not Too in- much singing and dancing. And- Not into, but you know it's. Nah, man. I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. No. It's like force-fed Americana. It's like, come on, Pluto. <laughs> Get that down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> in our house, to be fair, it is Mickey Mouse Clubhouse constantly man, in my house. For kids, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I think we should get into this because I think we're going to go off on a lot of tangents yeah. throughout it. Let's go. Okay, so give me your top ten wrestling entrances. They might be. Uh, songs that you like, songs that fit the the time or well not the time but fit the wrestler and it just worked right there in that second. He went for his number number ten. This was, uh, you know, I will say this with mine. There's a few that are in like order, but they kind of all just a, it's a it's a loose order. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's, it's loose we haven't order. been particularly. We haven't rigidly followed the scientific method here, have we? In the middle of these episodes of this podcast, I always have a little trail um, about following the show on Facebook and stuff, and I've held off putting this one out because I knew Boyd was going to pick it, and I'll probably drop it in the middle of this episode because it uses this track.
sin. <laughs> to this day, whenever I achieve something, or <laughs> I'll drop the line. One more for the, the bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> okay, so this is Razor Ramon. Oh, yes. Oozing machismo. Um, didn't use machismo. Dude, that, listen to that. It's got that kind of... Miami voice, kind of. That is exactly is that what, you've got down there? what I've got down here. You've got the swagger of yeah. the ori- original part, which just, I'm going to torture the phrase aesthetic. It just, just the ring walk, and it yeah. just matched that swagger. Yeah. He had all day to get where he was going. Yeah, it matched yeah, yeah. that swagger. But then he had the slick back hair, the toothpick. It had that Miami voice, 80s cheese, and it segues into that. And that's kind of symbolic as wrestling as a whole because culturally, it's yeah. always been years behind the times, hasn't it? Oh, it's definitely so not on the nose, it. is it? Yeah, I mean, if we're talking, if we segue into uh, into music here, they had a character called Rad Radford, <laughs> who, who was a grunge band, and I think he debuted in 95, <laughs> by which point grunge... Was that what his gimmick was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, alleged. It was very, yeah, v- a very cartoonified very version. Vague, of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no way. Um, yeah, I see. I can remember the original vignettes for oh, yeah. Scott Hall's Razor Ramon character. He was like in the in a market, was he, or something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously he hadn't got his ring gear on at the time. Had he got like a white suit on? Yeah, yeah, white suit, no shirt, the hairy yeah, chest out. That's just like, the very Scarface, Tony Montana vibe going yeah, on. Yeah, Um it, it, it always reminds me as well of the intro of like the Mankind music, that like kind of wheel spin, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was, um, that had an element of that going on. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it was just... Were you a fan of him then? Yeah, definitely. When definitely. he originally came in as a heel. Yeah, like, absolutely. Heel bad guy for people who don't know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He, he was just cooler than the other side of the pillow. Uh, but it was <laughs> that early 90s. I mean, you look back now and it, it's just cheesy as anything. But Yeah, when he was got, he came in, he was sort of uh, aligned with Flair early on, yeah. wasn't he? Yep. And then you had the, the Flair perfect break up and yep. he went back to the ring. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, see, I liked Riser. I thought he was good. Um, he was in like the first ever or big ladder match with Sean, obviously. Yeah, a sticks in Brett's crawl, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord! I think Razor's um, contribution to that match and the subsequent ladder match are really, really underrated. You know, a lot of people say for that first one, Sean had a five star match with a ladder. Nah, he didn't. No, he not didn't. at all. Razor plays. Nah. And if you go to that yeah, yeah. second match, especially in '95. Where they're both baby faces, they're both good guys. SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. Which, for me, is actually the better match out of the two. You know, I've seen it, but I think I've only ever probably seen that match once. Yeah. yeah. Razor really brings a different dynamic to that because he's yeah. he's the real aggressor mm. in that as as they don't have that good guy, bad guy dynamic mm. going on that they did in the first one. So, underrated talent. Complete me. That music as well completely sets the scene, as you said. Definitely. Just, definitely. You've got all day to get to the ring. Yeah. It's a very lazy kind of yeah. music, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it just tells you what he's all about. As, as I think everything that I've gone for has got an element of that, that mm. the music portrays what you'd expect to see. Yeah, for, if you were for, for if that, you're making a visual for that kind of thing, I was very surprised you didn't go for the honky tonk man. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to pick honky tonk. It was man. on my long list. 
I had a long list of about 20. It was on there. Okay, so Razor. Good good, good opening choice there. Um, my number one was this bad boy. I'm an ass man. Yeah, I'm an ass man. This one goes out to Mr. Keith Aston, who made the uh, the picture of the podcast. I love to kick him. I love to shove him. I love to stick him. Love to float him. I love to watch him. I love to pick him. And I'm going to kick him. Because I'm a nice man. Billy Gunn's Mr. Ass theme tune. I recall you used to call Keith Mr. Ass. He still to this day is Mr. Ass. Man... This song, <laughs> the lyrics of it are like just absolutely comedy genius gold. So many asses, so little time. <laughs> a little tight one will stop me on the dime. Here we go. <laughs> I'm a lover of every kind. The best surprises always sneak up from behind. Oh, come on. <laughs> I remember an episode of TV where there was a, uh, a bit of a back and forth. Um, Billy Gunn was a bad guy, yeah, and it was the baby face, the good guy, yes, was talking about what they were doing, mm. and that there, there was some nefarious deeds going on. I can't quite remember what they are, yeah, but there yeah. was um, there were security guards involved and police involved in restraints. And I remember the baby face just saying, and this was a if I was someone by the name of Mr. Ass, <laughs> I'd be seriously worried about doing time. <laughs> Oh my I God. mean, wrestling is problematic on so many levels. Yes, yeah, oh God, yeah. There's, it really needs to catch up. There's a um, there's a Vice article, you know, Vice television yeah, show. Yeah. They have got an online article which rates, ranks their top ten uh, wrestling intro music of all time. And every single one is Mr. Asbury Gunn. <laughs> and it's just a different person saying about why it's the greatest yeah. one ever. I mean, this is... This is obnoxious, isn't it? It's absolutely <laughs> obnoxious. But my first reaction is kind of, really? But by the same time, I've just talked about my long list. Uh, I had one on there, on my long list. That, uh, it's spoiler, it's not in my top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was was uh, All American Boys, the Rougeau Brothers. Yes. And completely disingenuous yeah, and obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just... I'm surprised you didn't have girls in cars as well. Oh, Strike Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, well, I'll talk about Strike Force <laughs> as we yes, move on. Yeah, how, yeah. how are you going to do that? Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, it's it, it's kind of it, it hits that nerve that it's mm-hmm. just obnoxious and cheesy and it, like the mountain. Yeah, I'm the mountain. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it just it serves its purpose for that reason. Billy Gunn as well. I mean, he's still plying his trade in AEW at the moment. Yeah. DX. He was New Age Outlaws, he was Mr. Ass, and he was also in the ill-fated, yeah, the, the ill-fated Billy and Chuck tag team with Chuck Palumbo, which, you know, got massive plaudits from, uh, it was Glad, wasn't it? The Gay and Lesbian Association. Yeah, they, um, they really bought in, put a lot of mainstream kudos, mm. um, Wrestling's Way for yeah, um, yeah. what was insinuated as uh, the relationship between Billy and Chuck. Yes. And then... Well, it was they were going to get married. Yeah. And then they went and showed how arse backwards they were by basically reneging on all the the whole thing at the last minute. 
admitting that it was just a kind of just a, a hoax. Yes. Yeah, and then actually turned them from bad guys into good guys, and it's like, <laughs> oh. And when they no were... one's accusing anyone of being progressive here no, in any no, way, no. shape, or form. But that was a great angle as well when Bishop the exe- took the thing off. The execution of it was of the big reveal, yeah. and that was fantastic. But yeah. It was a massive own goal shooting the foot. They got themselves such positive publicity yeah. there because wrestling is, it's an arse backwards industry, isn't mm-hmm. it? They're, um, it's so problematic. Their, their ideals and their stereotypes are decades out of date mm-hmm. and they'd nearly got themselves in such a good position with this and they it didn't. just all went south. <laughs> but very, but very the build-up for that when Billy and Chuck were like... Um... They are the tag team. This this narrowly missed out on my top ten. You, you love so good to me. Oh. I mean, what could be more masculine than two guys heading out to the ring with this music playing? Dude, I can remember you loving that in the in the time. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> it, was it was just so just on the money kind of it was, cheers. Yeah, but it, oh, they yeah, that's <laughs> they had such a chance to shed all those yeah criticisms and yeah, yeah, yeah. and move with move with the times there, and they nearly got there, didn't they? And they just blew it. Hey, hey, wow. But we'll we'll leave Billy Gunn alone. I've got to say, if you're playing that this early, I'm surprised that about 40% of your top 10 is not made up of Billy Gunn things. <laughs> I have a rule. Yeah. I set myself a rule. Yeah. Got one theme per performer. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, it kind of is, but not as well at the same time. <laughs> we'll say that. Okay, so we'll move on into your number nine. Uh, this is a guy, Christ, he was all over the shop. All different uh, promotions. Oh, man, what was he underused? Here we go. It's another scene setter. Psycho Sid. Oh, yes. As he was called at the time. Indeed. Right. Um, bit of a um, rip the facade off here. You've you've built me up as an indie fan. <laughs> but unashamed Sid fanboy here. <laughs> no, I think he's one of the ones who people are, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And this theme was a big part of it. Back to the aesthetic. This stood out with you know, like your behemoth performers. Um you like your big guys they had the bombastic hit you in the face themes like Warrior Vader at a later date Batista did you not think it was a bit Vader anyway though I, I, 
No, this is tracks lot. around that era had that kind of same. This is a lot more subtle and builds up the tension. I think it just fits in perfectly. And if we want oh, to talk about do, yeah, do, if we do. want to talk about aesthetic, yeah, then I basically boil this down to one entrance, mm-hmm. and that's '96 Survivor Series. Sean, Sean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sid's finest hour, but that entrance there—it's the aesthetic. The whole package, it's it's this music, but it's the look, and I kind of equate it to, if you look at Brock Lesnar now, yeah, Brock Lesnar has ascended to a level where he's basically your video game ultimate end boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's he's ascended that final boss level. Now, if I was to design my perfect wrestling scenario and I was to design that final boss mm-hmm. as per video game boss it would be Sid and it would be Survivors 96 you've got the tight blonde curls yeah you've got the black ring gear with the black leather vest is that in New York yeah that's the one yeah. where the fans were literally were behind him Sid. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah 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 you've got the intensity he's just got this natural intensity Hulking bloke, just he'd be sweating profusely before he made his entrance. Yeah, he, he just had that, <laughs> that intensity. If you were watching this for the first time, yeah, him making this entrance and fist bumping people, making that slow walking to this music. Uh-huh. If you were watching this for the first time and you didn't know what was going on, you didn't know that everything was predetermined, yeah, no matter who was coming out to face him, you'd be watching that and like. Well, this bloke isn't losing. <laughs> he is your archetype. Pro- I mean, kind of when he gets in the ring and starts working matches, mm-hmm. it, it falls apart to a certain degree. He he wasn't the most athletically gifted bloke in the world. And here's an int- we're talking about mania. Here's an interesting thing about Sid, and this will show you what a nerd I am. Sid has worked two WrestleManias. Yes, both times. He was in the main event. Yes, he was. And each time, by the time the next WrestleMania rolled around, he was completely gone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, well, after... Burned out, faded away. After gone. eight, he was gone in... What? Three, Weeks. Yeah. He even kicked out the leg drop of Doom, <laughs> yeah, didn't he? which no one ever did. <laughs> no one ever did. Yeah. yeah. And but, no one's ever confirmed what actually went on there when... Everyone knows it was a botch. Everyone reckons it was like a timing issue, don't yeah, they, with was, Shango? Yeah, yeah, what was supposed to happen didn't happen for whatever reason. Man, when, when Warrior came back, we're coming, <laughs> anybody who doesn't know what's going on, when Warrior came back at the end of that um, WrestleMania as yeah. well, that was like just a bit of a, a bit of a bloody moment, wasn't it, that? At the time, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sid and Hogan, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awful match. Yeah, absolutely Diabolical. terrible. Absolutely terrible. Ten um, minutes of nerve holds. <laughs> I can't believe that that was the main Main event. event. Yeah, particularly considering there were two absolute classics on the undercard. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, it should have been Flair and Thingy all day. Flair Savage and Brett Piper was a classic too. That was never going to main event, was it, that? The next one, for me, number nine. Uh, Now, it might not be the greatest song in the world. And I think... Is it just a tribute? (laughs) I would say, man, I never appreciated this guy when he was around at all. Um, and I don't now. But, man, 
if anything, was going to get the crowd riled up in a pro or a anti way, then this had got to be it. Cena and his John Cena and his cousin. That's right, Mark. Hello, cousins. <laughs> That's what he said. Hey, every day is a school day. <laughs> um, yeah, the the title. Well, not the title track, but the lead single from uh, Cena's debut album. You can't see me. I forgot all about that. Yeah, remember that. Um, remember uh, Basic Thugonomics? Was that before this? Yeah, that was yeah, before it was, this. wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, that was the one I was going to put on, but I went for this one in the end. Um, yeah, man. How many main events have been spoiled from <laughs> this music at the end? You preempted something I'm going to justify a pick yeah, with later. Yeah. Was there ever anyone who ascended true main event top guy box office draw status mm-hmm. who didn't have a banging theme? Who didn't have a banging theme? Entrance theme. Right, see, I honestly think that a lot of main event guys don't have involved music. I think it's just generic, like Brett's one. Um, actually, yeah, I see what you. I see the difference you're making there. Yeah. By, there was by Brett me a truly. That. Rocky's music isn't. He's probably the one. Yeah, the exception that's that kind of borderline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone Actually, else yeah. who was truly a top, who transcended, who yeah, yeah, transcended yeah. the brand, the initials on the canvas. Mm-hmm. The entrance music was part of that package yeah, that I got them to that yeah, level. Yeah. Oh, and oh. that's kind of making the point that this is how important a part of the package that the music is. And You're true. Me saying yeah. Brett sort of proved the point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Excellent. You do realise if you've got his all-time rival on your list. I'm going to crucify you now after that remark. <laughs> Here's one for you. Um, Cena, he, he got a bit of a... There was a bit of a, a lawsuit. Um, M.O.P., you heard of it? M.O.P.? I haven't. No. Uh, what was his big song? Well, he did a song anyway called Anti Up. Uh, oh, didn't Tupac do a song called Anti Up? And apparently it, he was saying... Cena used the stuff... Actually, we'll go for this one. Attention, please, attention, please. This shit here feels like a whole entire world collapse. It's a And then the kind of bit in, yeah? Okay. They pursued Cena over that. How did that wind up? I don't know. I don't know. I should have really researched how that ended up. I'd have to listen to uh, the prosecution lawyer's spiel to get that. I've and sometimes they can get stuff, you know, like the whole verb, bittersweet symphony, you know. Yeah, thing. with the stones. Yeah, 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 yeah. It isn't even the stones. Well, it's the stones song, but it's the guy's strings cover of the stones song, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. But uh, I did read in. Uh, this will come up in a, in a subsequent 
podcast that in 20, I think it's 2018 or 2019, uh, Richards and Thingy signed over their royalties to Ashcroft. And okay. Said, oh, yeah, man, you know. Yeah, just <laughs> run with it. <laughs> yeah, we've had the money's worth out of it. You can have it now kind Fair of thing. Enough. But, yeah. Can't knock them for that. <laughs> but, yes, that was that was my number nine. John Cena, the trademark. Cena, man. Is he the last big star to come out of the wrestling business? Got to be. Probably yeah. will be the last one of our lifetimes. Oh, he probably will be the last one of our lifetimes. You reckon? Definitely yeah. the last crossover star. Uh, well, there's nobody in the business now who's even like approaching anything. Which, <laughs> no, there's not, is there? I think and seems like a genuinely good guy as well. Whatever you think about him as a performer. Seems like a genuinely... Like decent bowl. bloke. Yeah, decent bloke. Apart from when he was on Total Bellas. Well, no, it's, that's actually a, another notch to that thing where he would never marry Nikki Bella because he knew. <laughs> so, yeah, he knew that she was just after the um, the golden ring, the golden watch after that. Isn't he married to somebody else now? No, I think he... Well, I don't know. I know he was originally married years ago, wasn't I? And he's divorced. And then I don't know if he's got married mm. since. I, I don't know. Have you seen the film... A couple of years ago, Blockers. No, not no, familiar Watch with that. it, Netflix. It's an easy hour and a half kind of just okay. throwaway American pie-ish kind of tea and, you know, comedy thing. But um, he plays a decent role in it. He plays like a normal dad. But obviously John Cena is far more beefy than any normal dad that you've ever seen in your life. He's got the manliest jawline in li- since Sid. <laughs> Literally, now he probably has got the most malicious jawline that there's ever been. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll hit your number eight. Okay, this may or may not be the uh, only time we hear from Lemmy tonight. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I wanted to leave the other one for you. But this this one does outrank it for me, definitely. It's a I tune, mean, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Undeniable. Your man, Triple H, if we were... I've self-imposed a rule here, mm-hmm. but if we were doing a top 20, mm. if I've done one per performer, he could get four in there, realistically, couldn't he? Oh, I had to hold back. Yeah, yeah he, I had to he hold could get back. Four. Whatever you say about the guy. I've got a four in my top ten. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had some banging entrance themes. But he, he, reali- he realised the uh, necessity of a good intro. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. With regards to that whole package, yeah. I just think this one is the best fit for what they were trying to achieve. It was a, it was a, a group, a stable entrance theme, which was Evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, that upper crust, that legacy... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's got that little swagger. I mean, what it's 
With regards to the tempo, I mean, this is Motorhead. This is the closest Motorhead get to a ballad, really, with the tempo. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. It's not yeah. got the, really the, the normal punk sensibilities of a Motorhead definitely, track, has it? Yeah. Definitely, and with, with mm-hmm. having Motorhead on board to do this, a legacy performer, it gives them that credibility for the kind of group that they were. Yeah, yeah. Big, big friends they weren't, they, like Hunter and Lemmy, apparently. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, of course, you've got that absolutely awesome moment at Mania 17 where with Triple H's previous theme yeah. Motorhead playing to the ring uh-huh. and just something that just adds to Lemmy's absolute legend he's obviously written this theme for his mate, recorded it and then forgotten about it completely <laughs> because he plays him to the ring live and it is patently obvious he doesn't know the words to his own <laughs> no song he hasn't got a clue <laughs> <laughs> so he's just grunting. Nobody and, ever mentions uh, that, you know. All about the game. <laughs> he just bumbles his way through, and somehow that just makes it so much better. Yeah, yeah, yes, it does definitely. Kind of like um, the the absolute mess up that was it the uh, the Chris Warren band or the Connecticut Yankees did of or the DX band Yo, did yes. of the DX music at uh, fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> This one, it, I mean, it's a great tune. I oh. used it as the comeback from the break on one of the earlier episodes, actually. Okay. It, it kind of signifies the, the worst point of Triple H for me, being a self-confessed Triple H fan. I wasn't a big fan of the whole evolution era, Hunter. Now, in retrospect, yeah, I hated it at the time. In retrospect, that works better for me than any other period... <sighs> Did you like it when career. they res- re- oh, were you not watching at all when they resurrected it like passed me by like completely. the Shield era kind of thing mm, completely passed yeah me by. and me I didn't see it then but um, yeah I can't I think that was literally when your online websites and your dirt sheets were like proper oh hunt for the career killer kind of thing I was on board with that mindset yeah, yeah 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 now I know how it turned out. I'm I'm okay with it in mm, retrospect, mm. but either way, it, it's a it's a banging entrance. One theme. of the last great factions. Would you class them as a great faction? Evolution, yeah. 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 You've yeah. got to look at. You got four genuine main event talents. You got yeah, three. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I'd say two guys who transcended the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. That being Flair and Batista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple H, who Batista, who possibly got a little bit lucky. Have you seen My Spy? No. <laughs> That's literally like he's Santa with muscles, but better, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've it's seen the first Guardians. That's, oh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is great. That's your lot. Oh, man, he's such a power. You've not seen the second Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm not a comic book fan at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're not. Oh, yeah, oh, I really annoy your Marvel and DC acolytes with, uh, with my favourite all-time superhero film. It drives them mental. Which is? Kick-ass. Oh no, Kickass is a great film. Kickass is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I hate Cage. Hit girls look great. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. I cannot stand Cage, but he's perfect in that. Uh, you see, I always thought you were a Cage guy. Oh, I don't know. Honestly, I always thought no, you were a Cage no. guy. Oh no, definitely no way. Do you know National Treasure and stuff like that? No, no. Oh, fucking hell! He can play the shit out of himself. <laughs> He can't play the shit out of himself. I'll probably like, be like Vince Vaughn. I'll probably be a hypocrite here because if you're asking for my all-time favourite five, Pacino's in there. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. Really, a whole yeah. other pod. Right, 
we'll get back into this. Uh, my number eight is a complete cheat. This is my one cheat that I'm allowed because you took two of my choices. So it's a legit, <laughs> so it's a legit band's tune. It wasn't on an album until it was on a WWE album as the music for CM Punk. That's my out. I'll let you have that. That's, that's the only cheat I've got in there. But I will say, do you have his other theme? No. Higher? And uh, no, I don't have it for disqualification reasons. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have picked it anyway because it was already a track before Punk was yeah, using it. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I'm angry at. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, I, and I'll be honest with you, I always preferred this over um, Cut of Personality anyway. Okay. Like, by far. This one's a better fit as a baby face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, I don't think there was anybody who, even though the everything had gone through the the new metal and then the post new metal kind of bands who were doing songs, I think this still stood out at the time. Yeah. They did a lot of that for yeah. a, for a certain period of about four or five years, didn't yeah, they? they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They appropriated a lot of that uh, that genre and a lot of uh, legitimate recording and touring bands. And man, you were still watching. Um, what was it? Money in the Bank. Yeah. Twenty eleven. When he beats Cena and fucked off with the belt. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be up there with, you know, one of the moments, hasn't it? Definitely. Definitely yeah. a good match, too. Oh, good yeah, match. it was a good match. Probably not as good as some writers would write it, match-wise. But I think the whole atmosphere, grandeur and everything sort of yeah. bumps yeah, it up. Yeah, the whole atmosphere. Like, like Hogan Rocket, man, you know, oh, saying, definitely, like, bumps definitely. it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you take the crowd away yeah. and it's... Um, yeah. Definitely. But yeah, that's a, that's kind of a cheat one. But I, uh, you know, I had to kind of sneak that one in there. Yeah. Someone else I met in Coventry. Who? CM Punk? Yeah. Same day as Bill. Uh, what, what was that at then? Yeah, that was uh, an indie event um, yeah. in Coventry. A uh, lot of guys there um, that day. But yeah, met Punk. Um, one of two people that day who's supposed to be a bit abrasive in person, but I actually found all right. You, yeah, a lot of people think he's an arsehole, yeah, don't they? Yeah, I found him all right. The other guy uh, being Raven. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, got yeah. a bad reputation for meeting people. He loves a pussy, doesn't he? Allegedly. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he was all right with me. Yeah. We had a good chat. You hadn't got a pussy, you were all right. Yeah, we, we were okay. What was the show? I tell, uh, it was called International Showdown. International, yes. It's a guy called Alex yes. Shane. I tell you the what it was. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'd yeah. been to UFC 49 and uh, Raven, it turned out, was a big uh, big Vegas guy. Okay, And yeah. I was wearing the T-shirt from the event of UFC 49 and he asked me what my tea was and I mm. told him and he was just like, gave me a bit of a nod and that's cool, I like that. Mm-hmm. We had okay. a bit of a chat, so... Scotty Flamingo himself, Scotty giving you the Flamingo. thumbs up. Yeah. Aye. 
Oh, you're referencing an era now that I'm going to go big on very, very soon. (laughs) All right, well, your number seven is... Ladies, a ravishing Rick Rude man with his archetypal stripper music. What I'd like to have right now, that's it, is for all you fat, <laughs> out, of, out shape. of shape, inner city sweat hogs, yes. to keep the noise down while I wax intellectual <laughs> about the peak, the peak of ravishing Rick Rude. I mean, here wow. is a guy. Yeah. Who had, I'd say he had four themes and not a duffer in them. If mm. you'd have opened this up across the piece, you, your rules are best WWE slash F music. Yes. If we'd have been including his WCW theme in here, yeah. then I'd have had a choice to make. Okay. Which one are you saying there? No, which one was it? Go on. His second WCW theme. Which it was is? on Slam Jam. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Nah. He's. he's um... Oh, he's, he's uh, independence music. Do you know the independence music he was using before that? Hit me with it. Um, hang on one second, I'll try and find it. Sade. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely in there. <laughs> this, that's a wrestling intro. I oh, come on. Oh yeah. Two or two. Go on then, hit me with your appreciation of Ravishing Rick Rude. Well, we've talked about, you just mentioned Scotty Flamingo. Yes. We're talking a period here, and I'm going to do a bit of a comparison here. We've talked, we've touched on previous podcasts about Alice in Chains. Yes, yes, yes. They're a go-to for me. Mm -hmm. I'd love to do an Alice in Chains podcast. Oh, definitely, definitely. Look forward to that one. Hope I'm part of that, by the way. Um, But for me... You've got, in my developmental years, mm-hmm. you had the music, you had the wrestling. Rick Rude, to me, is my parallel Alice in Chains from wrestling. Please explain. Short peak. Yes. Really yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. For Alice, we're talking dirt, jar of flies, absolute peak. Oh, I think Firelift is yeah. the best now, album. But, yes. Uh, really, really good before their peak. Yeah. Still good after the peak. Yeah. Rude's injury. Yes. Yeah. Even when they transitioned past that, so Rude when he moved into a non-in-ring role. Yeah. Alice, after Lane died, still uh, had something to offer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that peak, and for the peak, I'm talking late 91 to early 93 WCW. Are you classing that as his peak, yeah? Rude's peak, absolutely. Yeah. And I'll put that... Like Iron Man, Ricky Steamboat oh, era, kind of. Oh, yes. Yeah. Beach Blast 92. Absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bang on. Yeah. Absolutely. All-time top five. I can remember me. watching that and being Definitely. like, yeah. Definitely. And if you're talking Dirt and 
jar of flies. Yeah. That peak of Rick Rude. If I'm going for something, if I'm just reaching into something that's feel good, that's absolute peak, what I want yeah. from that particular art form, there's very few things that I'm going to reach before for before I reach for either of those. And another parallel I want to draw is that Rude, he towed that line so well between flamboyant and genuine hard man. It's yeah. like yeah. he yeah. was the hip swiveling. Yeah. Kissing the girls at ringside, obnoxious bad guy, but you knew he was a genuinely hard bloke. And when you look at Lane, he's got that power <laughs> in the vocal, but also his torment and yes, that vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say he was a hard bloke. <laughs> well, not something I equate to Lane Staley particularly well, but he straddled the line between two things that should stand polar opposite to each other and Rude did the same yes yeah for what I look for just Rude is he's up there for me his peak is so short and he was the first man to ever get anything here we go uh, he um hmm. not the one I was thinking no of. this is a slam the one off slam jam this is hmm. um did he like sort of follow on from that kind of Tom Selleck Magnum kind of? Absolutely. Like, look at me, I'm a real man, I've got a hairy chest, I've got a bloody moustache. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm, I'm a real man. Yeah, totally. I saw an amazing photo online. It was, um, you into the darts at all? We've talked about dart walk on yeah. music. There was, now it kicks in. Yeah. This is it. This would have been in my list. Because when he when he moved to WCW, he went away from the flamboyance and more towards the um, yes he did the yeah. granite mat and this kind like of encapsulates the USA that. man oh, kind definitely. of thing yeah yeah. There's a picture of Rude and Vader just in street clothes together, mm. and there's a caption that says um, Raymond Van Bardeveld and Steve Beaton. <laughs> it slayed me, absolutely slayed me. Right, hang on. We're, we're over an hour in. I'm busting for a piddle. Well, um, I need to wee a lot tonight. Here we go. Anybody think I've been drinking? Don't forget, you can get in touch with the show directly by emailing jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can follow the show across social media platforms. On Instagram, search up jukeboxpod. On Facebook, search personal jukebox podcast. All updates and things going on with the show will be posted on there. Uh, While you're there, leave a review, maybe on iTunes or Facebook or whatever. Thank you very much. Spread the word.
with um, the WWE intros part two. We're not going to go into a side off on Swave now. <laughs> Let's leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that one alone. Uh-huh. Okay, so I think the last one we had was your Ravishing Rick Rude or Rick Rude as number seven. Yep. Well, we're not in deep in this at all, are we? Okay, so my number seven is... Now, this is a guy, I've never been a fan of him. Never been a fan of the guy as a wrestler. Yeah, he might have had a couple of good matches, but he's definitely probably one of the most enduring characters ever, like 100% definitely. And this is, for me, he's the best version of his music. You got Mr. Undertaker. Obviously, when he was trying to get a bit of a new metal vibe before he went rolling and kid rock. I think this is possibly the longest song on the, this countdown. It's like a, basically a five minute track. It has your build ups like as the normal Undertaker music would and stuff like that. But and for me, it is those build ups. It's the heavy guitar kind of riff, which is in the like the verse of the of the song. You know what I mean? Like this bit coming up now. This like riff now. Possibly one of the only times Undertaker was interesting. I could not have put any of that better myself. Yeah. Right down from your assessment of the music to where you put it in the pantheon of his multitude of entrance themes mm-hmm. to him as a performer. Yeah. He's, he's I've got nothing to add there. You've na- you've hit the nail squarely on the head. For he's me. never. He's not anybody who's ever really excited me. No, definitely not. It's yeah. some, someone I never got to the extent that yeah. that other people get. But yeah, hundred percent agreement. Best version of his theme. Yeah, gotta be. Um, fit the character at the time. Fit the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. There we go. More guitars. It's got build-ups. Yeah. It's got pick slides. <laughs> You can't beat a pig slide. <laughs> Nail head hit. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm hoping that the one you wanted for this was this version of it. So this is your number six. Let me know if it's not, okay. because I'll edit this back and we'll put in the real one. Got it. Yeah. Oh, man. Memories.
everybody wonders where Stranger Things got their intros from. <laughs> well, it's cinematic. It is cinematic. <laughs> it's 80s as well, isn't it? So 80s. Yeah. The head honcho with the music at the time, well, for the best part of 20, 30 years, yeah, yeah. was a guy called Jim Johnson. Yeah. And there's two examples I've got in here. Well, one of them wasn't even his, in fairness. So mm-hmm. this would be the prime example. I always wondered what he'd be like with a soundtrack, a film soundtrack. <sighs> Man, I would say pretty goddamn good. This is such a departure from your standard entrance music at the time, and that's what really made it. This is Jake the Snake Roberts because we haven't said that. It is absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a short loop. It builds and it drops off and it builds back and it's got that. And it's full. Yeah, it's Giorgio Moroder esque. Wow. I mean, I'm not. I can't. I can't argue with that one little bit. Hmm. It's. It's for, for an 80s track when we were saying, you know, like a lot of production back then, but this, it, but it's still got that kind of slacker, you know, the Razor and One kind of slacker, yeah. I'm taking my time vibe, but it's like, and fills up the, the soundtrack, it's like yeah. really, man, it's good. There's, there's something building up. I could have ready. done this one actually, yeah. really, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You can see this soundtracking like the opening credits or a montage in something like in the in the in the late 80s and i mean it, they're obviously it's obviously synths isn't it those bits yeah. but wow you know what i mean um i mean we could do a podcast in itself on Jack the snake roberts couldn't oh we? definitely definitely <laughs> this, this wasn't your typical wrestling theme at the time before yeah. since and that's I mean, what made it stand as, as a good guy wrestling theme how did this work? You know what I mean? Yeah. Jake was a, a good guy, wasn't he, really, when yeah. this was, was around? Um, man, I've got to listen to this intro again because it's great. <laughs> Bloody love that. That's like yeah. bang on. It is. Yeah, I could have easily had that in my top ten thinking back on it, yeah. Okay, so that's I'm thinking three. I could have had that higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really, really good. Okay, so we got my uh yeah, my next one is more of a new one, obviously. We're going for the big man, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember your boy when he came back? <laughs> the Brock Lesnar guy. Here we go. Probably the only other guy. You know, he's the best scene of being a crossover. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Definitely. I, I don't crossover. think Rocky's a crossover. Well, crossover to MMA, but legitimately would not let himself be a crossover into being a personality or anything like that, would he? He's probably the last guy other than Cena, Ronda Rousey, possibly, who can write their own ticket, who can say, this is what I'm doing. He's, He's not at the behest of the promotion. No, no. His career is not in their hands. Still one of the most surreal moments, WrestleMania 20, when it was him and Goldberg. Yeah. You watched, obviously watched oh, that yeah. live, oh, as, yeah, as I did. Yes. And then all subsequent showings of it have had the crowd suite, and then it's nothing like... You listen to that on the network compared to what it was like when you watched it then. 
the crowd reaction is nothing they like it was. They gave them both pelters, oh, didn't they? Yeah. It was both barrels, like, yeah, onto absolutely. it. This is one that was on my long list, mm. and it was probably... It was in my last 15 yes, when yes, I was yes, whittling yes. it down to 10. Yeah. yeah as an, en- as an entrance music and a, oh, fuck, shit's going to go down. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like there. Yeah, that's it. It's part of that aesthetic that yeah. they're trying to build, and they've got, like, 30 to 60 seconds. Yeah to encapsulate what's happening what this guy's about they use the music to get that across and, and it's did, perfect were you watching that when he came back then were you watching mm, then no no oh, that was probably in the tail ends of me watching then mm. and uh, I didn't know because it was like the night after a Wrestlemania and he like came out and did the shit and everyone was like mm. you know <laughs> lost their shit oh, kind yeah. of thing about it oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Fair play to the boy. He went away, made himself a star, came back and made himself ten times probably the amount of money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Likes his own ticket, doesn't he? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. He, he's, him and Cena are the final two. You need me more than I need you. Yeah, yeah. oh, definitely. Because you could say Big Dave crossed over as in got himself um, film roles and stuff, but it ain't on the same level, is it? Nah. Nah, nah, not at all. Not at all. He could go... Brock Lesnar could go somewhere like AEW, New Japan, and say, I want half a million per appearance and get it. Yeah, yeah. I want half of what you make on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Now, this is into your top five. This was this would have definitely been in my top five as well. It's a good one. I like this one. I've always loved this. Jim Johnson's tracks. And wasn't it wasted on the guy they gave it to? <sighs> but it fits, doesn't it? It it's, fits. It, this was for Gangrel originally, and then he used it for the brood for his vampire kind of faction. Um, but it's got that kind of Lost Boys vibe to it, you know yeah. what I mean? Properly atmospheric. Yeah, it's got yeah. that deep groove. Transitions synth, nicely. The 80s synths. Yeah, transitions nicely to and from the bridge as well. It works mm. in a loop. So many wrestling things work in a loop. Yeah, and this, this one is, just transitions yeah. Yeah. around that loop so well. It it's never like, hits as hard as that initial one, though, does it? Yeah. No, definitely not. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like a snippet of a fantastic metal track. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And Gagrell and the brood with that entrance where they rose up from the stage in a ring of fire, mm. drinking from a goblet. Mm-hmm. It mm. was just the coolest thing you, you could imagine. Oh, were you, a, you were a Gangrel fan just literally from that kind of thing? Basically based on Look, that. When you saw yeah. him and he came out with that music, yeah. you were like... Yeah, once yeah. he got in the ring or once he got on the mic, it was all over. <laughs> if he'd have stayed a manager of that faction and maybe 
got in the ring occasionally when the big occasion demanded it. There yeah. was so much more mileage there. Yeah. He, man, I didn't, I didn't mind him, man. I thought he was all right around that kind of era. He was kind of like forgotten and ended up really mid-card, didn't he, really? Massively. But um, I'm sure I remember going through Pelzel and seeing his name on a poster for the Pelzel Social Club yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 can, I can definitely remember seeing Bushwhackers and Duggan. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I saw uh, Summit Heath. Um, Dave Heath. Dave Gangrel Heath. Yeah. Yeah, on a, on a poster as well. Yeah, there's promotions over here that... Um, yeah. That, that bring in the nostalgia guy to bring in the casual crowd. Man, Gangrel ain't bringing... <laughs> <laughs> Is Gangrel a draw, though? You know what I mean, really? I wouldn't have thought so, but you never know. Yeah, yeah. Was he Was he like with Luna as well? They Luna were married, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were married. Yeah, like absolutely terrible story with her. If you hear... Um, you, you, I'll take it you don't listen to any of the wrestling podcasts at the moment, do no, you? No. no. Um, like Jim Ross still does a podcast. Did he do uh, one with Conrad? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, some of the stuff you know says about Luna, about how she was, what kind of person she was, the mindset of her. Okay. You gotta feel sorry for people, but you know, Christ, it's a wrestling business. It breeds it into them, isn't it? Paranoia and bloody, uh, yeah, paranoia basically. Paranoia <laughs> about your spot, paranoia about your physique, about where you are on the card and everything. It's exactly. one of, <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those, isn't it? It's um. It's a performance art where the uh, winners and losers are predetermined, mm-hmm. but the the actual money that you make and your career opportunities are based on how much you win and how much you lose. So that, in essence, is it any wonder that people get a little bit caught up in that secular mentality? Yeah, it's, I- yeah. It really must be. So- it's a very, very strange business, isn't it? Really. Yeah, it's because, it, it, as you say, it, it it is how much you win, how much you lose. You move up the card, you move down the card. But man, the the guy who's losing and putting over somebody in the opening match on the card is 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 definitely as important as the guy who's like doing the job in the main event, isn't it? Well, definitely because you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, to build yeah. that star to yeah, that's to ma- what I'm saying. it's the old adage to make an omelet, you have got to break a few eggs. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. guy in the main event isn't where he is without some people lying with the back on the mat for him. Yeah, yeah. And taking that lower payday in order to do it. With regards to carving your niche and 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 keeping yourself employed because there's a limited shelf life there, it's. It's a strange, but it's an intriguing business, and I'd say over the last probably that, that's why, like, I, I think possibly people like you and me got into it and stuff because it's by far the stuff behind the scenes which is ten times as interesting. I think that's what keeps you there. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Once the um, once what's on the surface wears off, mm. and that's the difference between people who stick there and people who move away. Mm-hmm. Is um, that's why I think there's nothing for us now. Yeah. Because uh, the wrestlers are either all over their own social media channels and uh, that's all out there. And, you know, I think Cornette, Jim Cornette, said, um, you know, the genie's out the bottle. Yeah, it's you know? never going back in, is yeah, it? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. So there's, there's not the mystique, maybe, as much. Yeah. Hey, we've got old men again. Music isn't as good as it used to be. <laughs> 
That's a whole raison d'etre, isn't it? That's what brought us here to start with. Okay, here's my number five. It's another Jim Johnson track. It's Gold Dust. Man, you could literally see it in a car advert, couldn't you? Definitely. And this is a this is another one that was on my uh, long list that just yeah. just missed my cut. It literally could be somebody getting in their car, driving it around a mountain track, yeah. with this soundtrack playing. Yeah, it's it's not your archetypal wrestling theme, is it? And that's no, what made it stand not. out at the time. Was was Gold Dust the first person who ever had the you know, the wide-angle kind of intro before DX yeah, used God it, have been. made it look like a movie kind of God thing. Got been. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, like, um, revolutionary in itself, isn't it? Absolutely was. It was so... This straddled such a line at the time, didn't it? The whole gimmick and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was really... This came out when I was on my sabbatical from watching wrestling properly. Okay. I think a lot of us kind of had that dip between... 94 and 96, 97, yeah. somewhere yeah. in that era. Um, and yeah, like obviously he came around in the midst of that, didn't he? Yeah, so would his, would his debut have been 90, late 94 maybe? It's gotta be, I'm guessing sometime there, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the man behind the gimmick for making this work, but the other stuff he's done and also his longevity. Yeah. All time great? Um. Probably underappreciated because, like Dustin Runnels, Dustin Rhodes, even some of his tag stuff in WCW, like oh, you know his early stuff, phenomenal. Um, I can remember back in the days when you know I was a, uh, a virginal um, WWE fan, and you'd have the only NWA WCW stuff I would know would be on one of the Sky channels had a radio channel on it, and there was a wrestling program on it. And they would talk about their stuff, and they used to rave about him. Uh, it was him and Steamboat, weren't it? There's a tag, tag with yeah. him and Steamboat. It's Steamboat's re-debut in WCW. It's yes. from a clash in yes. late '91. Yes, it is, yeah. It's him and Steamboat against Anderson uh, and Zabisco. And- yeah, I was going to say oh. it's Anderson. Yeah, yeah. It's if it goes above ten minutes, it only goes slightly above ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, but yeah. oh, really? Well, good. Wor- well worth ten. 15 minutes He's always been a good worker, even if, when he was completely off his face. Hasn't <laughs> he, <It wasn't> really? <laughs> Which he has been for a lot of his career, let's be honest. Yeah, he's just made so many different things work and, and, and things like gold dust that really in the environment it landed in and the buttons it pushed, it really shouldn't have worked. You'd look at things like, I don't know, Mordecai or... Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other... like out there things that were so short term but oh who was the other one the other um oh my god there was another a lot of them are, can be attributed to Undertaker as well yeah, you know oh, what definitely. I mean gimmicks that were thrown at him yeah 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 but ones that came in for a short term mm. didn't gain any mm. traction mm. didn't survive and mm. the person behind them sort of never worked in this town again Mohammed Hassan 
Definitely. You know what yeah. I mean? And that was super over as well, but they kind of had to put a pin in it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah there, was, there, there was so much problematic there that it was, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but Goldust, if it wasn't for the man behind the gimmick, sort of taking it on, running with it, yeah. making it work, you know, that, that, was, that was a three-month run, wasn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. What's the WrestleMania when it's him and Roddy Piper and they do the um, OJ chase? Twelve. That's his twelve, isn't it? Yeah, and they yeah. splice the footage from the yeah, yeah from the OJ. Uh, I mean, that's chase. a career killer, isn't it? <laughs> so how he was still doing that fifteen years later? <laughs> oh man, fair play. Testament to the man. Right, number four for you. Here comes the Obviously, I'm having to find this on YouTube because nobody can redo it. Um, the, the first comment on YouTube is, the best WWF theme song, this could have been a hit rock track. So 80s. <laughs> yes, so 80s. Is. Um, Rick Derringer. Yeah, same man as was behind Real America. Okay, so this was on um, the wrestling album, was it? Pile Driver. Or Pile Driver. And wasn't there some kind of dispute then, and that's why it's never on YouTube or... Um, it's not YouTube, sorry. Not on, like, Apple Music or the albums aren't on there. That, that Apparently that's why, I don't know. I think you could only get it on... Um, it's never been released on CD. Yeah, it's all, all, only yeah, been it's on... Yeah, it's never been on any of the compilations or anything, Yeah, that's it, it yeah. yeah. Demolition, though. Definitely. Well, this is... This is where my story comes from that you asked for at the yeah, top of the show. That um, with regards to um, the budding seeds of fandom, so to speak. So you were there in the uh, the very early nineties where um, WWF was the in thing over here. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't have Sky. No. My, my family didn't have Sky, so. I didn't know what you want, so yeah. Yeah, I saw the trading cards around the playground, the sticker albums, that kind of thing. I wasn't sure what this was, but. I kind of wanted to know. So my dad worked with a guy who was a bit of a fan, threw a few videos my way. Mm. And, Handy. Uh, yeah, yeah, got, got a few. You know, you hear the people who say like, oh, I saw this. I wasn't sure what this was then. I saw this right away. And I saw this match or this angle or this guy in face paint shouting the odds. And I was hooked. Mm. Mm. Was not like that for me at all. Mm-hmm. Had these videos, had to watch through them. Wasn't sure what to make of it at all. Wasn't sure I liked it. Was okay, not yeah, yeah, yeah. what I was expecting. But I had to work to get them. And I thought, if I dismiss this out of hand, next thing that I show any kind of interest in, I ain't going to get it. So I kind of stuck with it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I'm sitting watching news with my old man, and he's ripping into it. <laughs> like the dads do. Like the dads did. Yeah, like I said, like, my dad was flair. Yeah, look at these steroid freaks. Oh, what's going on? Oh, this is ridiculous. So nine years old, coming ten years old, you kind of get that, right, I'm sticking with this. 
mm-hmm. and I'm going to ram this down your throat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I kind of stuck with it a bit, a bit. He got me the Hogan tape. He got me the Warrior tape. Now everyone was into Warrior, massively into Warrior. I think that time. I, at the time I was more Warrior than Hogan. The fad crowd kind of died off within about 18 months, two years. And we were obviously one of the ones that stuck with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I attribute that to myself kind of getting the essence a bit more because I watched those back to back. I watched the Warrior one first and I'm watching the Hogan one. And I distinctly remember thinking to myself, why is Warrior so popular? Hogan's far, far better. And I got that, although I couldn't articulate why at the time. And by the same rationale, and this kind of comes on to the event I'm going to talk about, um, it came to um, the Christmas that year. And I was, um, we were in a video shop and I was getting um, a video book for Christmas. Yes. Now, we mentioned in a previous podcast that I'd go up to the west coast of Scotland and immerse myself in stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'd sort of ravage the bargain bins and mm. uh, that that was the way I'd, I'd discover new music mm-hmm. because I'd throw myself into that while I was up there with nothing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were going up this one Christmas and the videos were all there lined up. I was getting one for Christmas because back in those days they were 15 quid and this is, was in the days when 15 quid was 15 quid, 15 which quid, is like yeah. 30 quid these days. I'm, sh- I'm sure that's why you got into albums more then because you've got, you got a vested interest. In yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You had to justify yeah. your investment. So... There's the lineup. What was I having? I didn't know anything from anything else. Yeah. I, c- I couldn't differentiate. So I picked up WrestleMania 4. The reason okay. I picked up Mania 4, it was a double it tape. Was a double tape, yeah. It was, so a double got, tape. it was over four hours, as yeah. you said, on the, yeah. on the thing. Yeah, and I had that time to invest. So I was getting the bang for my buck. Yeah. So as that's progressing, again, I'm not really sure how into this I am. I'm just kind of going with it. And Mania 4 aren't the best, is it really? Well, in retrospect, no. In it's retrospect, the tournament no. doesn't work then. It doesn't work, yeah. but as it's going on, I'm getting invested in Randy Savage's run yeah, through yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's better than Hogan, he's better than Warrior. I'm kind of getting this. This is my guy. Kind of uh, kill Warrior on that pipe of view as well, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the Herc match, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, in the five yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. match. Absolutely. But I'm really invested in Savage's run through his four mm-hmm. matches here. And that's kind of the first thing that's drawing me in. Now that's, that's the thread. Yeah. 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 So I'm getting there. I'm finally getting there with this wrestling thing. Then the semi-main event is for the tag titles. Then this theme hits. Yes. And these two guys walk out in the leather gear with the black masks with the studs. And it's again, I'll go back to the Sid thing. Where if you're a first time watcher when Sid's making that entrance in ninety six, like yeah, nobody's yeah. beating this guy. Well, These guys come out, it's like, yeah, I don't care who's coming out now, they're in for a kick in. This is different. This is I mean it's so eighties. They are so they've got the Mad Max gear on. They've got the eighties. They 80s. reminded me of very kiss. Yeah. 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 yeah very kiss esque. Now yeah. I'm nine years old, this is nineteen ninety. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at that point I'm like, Okay, I'm in. These guys are different. These guys are going to kick some ass. They go on, they win the match. Which they did they in win, that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't, they don't. And they're sell literally against a couple of pretty boys. In they are literally against well. a couple of pretty yeah. boys coming out to girls in cars, yeah. like we talked <laughs> yeah, about before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 That yeah. they steamroll them in ten minutes. Mm. I, I think they get their obligatory uh, strike force get their obligatory thirty seconds of offense. Is that with Tito Santana? You're a loser. Is that Tito. Martel's, you're a loser. 
Yeah, that, I was 12 months later, wasn't it? Oh, was that 12 yeah. months later or five? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, five, yeah, 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 brain it busters. yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. But that was the point, I'm in here. Yeah, it and was their that... finisher as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, the elbow drop into the back <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, simple, definitely. but yeah. Definitely. Um, that, that was the point that I went from on the fence, from not sure to okay on the fence with Savage, to when these guys came out and they win the tag titles and they celebrate to this to that music yeah. it's like yeah I'm in no I see it's interesting isn't it how people get into it you know what yeah. I mean how people get the well how the, how the claws get into people with stuff yeah. um, Demolition to me as I say I, I had a big a big kiss thing on her yeah. and obviously when you then got into Demolition you didn't know of the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom. Not a clue. So you were pro demolition. You know what I mean? Totally on that stuff. And, they, and there's loads of people out there who. Look, I think anybody who was into NWA or yeah. stuff at the time would literally look at demolition as pale imitations of. They'd blow a raspberry at them. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Completely. And to me, it was very much Smash, really. It was the personality. Because I don't think Axe really had got the personality, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I suppose Smash was like the... Um, he was the live wire, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, the live yeah, wire, yeah, yeah. where Axe was a bit more composed, just that little bit more gruff. It was... They just bounced off each other yeah. really well. What did you think when Crush came in? Yeah. Well, he was after, but... Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah Crush had kind of already yeah. materialised by the time yeah. I, I, I picked up the original demolition. Something that winds me up to this day, because as you know, I've done a bit of booking yeah, uh, for yeah, a promotion yeah, of course, myself. Yeah. And the run from Mania 7 oh, to the SummerSlam that year with the tags, it winds me up something oh, fierce. Oh, God. Because you could have done... Isn't it a 7 when they against Tenru and Kataya? Yeah, and, yeah. Just, and their job in no just, time just, at all. Yeah. Hearts dropped the belts to the Nasty Boys. That's right. Um, Legion of Doom beat uh, Power and Glory in about 15 seconds. That's right, yeah, yeah. And then go on to beat the Nasty Boys for the belts that's, that's at SummerSlam in a ridiculously disappointing no-DQ match. Yeah, it, well, it was kind of just... Get the belts on them. Yeah. Weren't it? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of get them not wanting to have... They never had that Road Warriors demolition. No. I get it because they did the same with Flair and Hogan. Mm. They wanted Hogan... I think at Mania 8, they wanted Hogan to take the belt from Flair. But with Flair being the top guy for the opposition, they didn't want him beating Hogan first. And I think it was the same with the Road Warriors coming in. They didn't want them beating demolition straight off for the belts. They wanted to transition them. Pritchard still now on his podcast will say, oh, we tried Hogan Flair in markets and it didn't draw. But no No way, way Hogan Flair didn't draw. Ever. There's no way. It might have done like one night, you know what I mean, something. Mm. But there's no way on the biggest show of the year you couldn't have built no. that up to be like, man, that was what everybody wanted. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and tag team-wise, that's probably, aside from if you would have maybe done... Um, Legion of Doom, Road Warriors versus Heart Foundation, yeah. what anybody would have wanted there. Yeah, definitely. It, it was um, the Our Guys, Their Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original Invasion yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and they didn't want the um, the NWA, WCW guys beating who'd been their top guys you for three years. years later, didn't you? Yeah, they wanted to transition, yeah. transition that over. But not that you asked, but what I'd have done, <laughs> what I'd have done is I'd have done that Road Warriors demolition match at Mania. You've got Crush in there. Seven. 
Yeah. Yeah. You've got Crush in there, so you've kind of got the little disclaimer that it's not the original Demolition. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'd have built that up. I'd have put the Road Warriors over. I'd have given the Nasty Boys to Tenru and Kitewa. I'd have had Power and Glory beat the Hearts for the Belts and done that transition later okay. in the year. Yeah, you could have easily done that, couldn't you? Yeah. Because that match at uh, SummerSlam was so disappointing. SummerSlam 91. Yeah. Yeah. One match show. Uh, well, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And one guy was like basically crippled by the yeah. time it came to yeah. the match. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Demolition. It's a good tune. Here's my number four. You know what you were saying earlier? I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. That drives the girls wild. I've got the moves that really move them. I said, chill up and down their spine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Now I can remember back in the day, I used to work at B&Q. And, uh, I had this as my uh, answer machine on my mobile phone. But if I, it would play this tune. <laughs> Sean's ten times the worker Brett ever was. You're Oasis or Blur. You're United or Liverpool. Do you think it is You're like Brett that? or Sean. Do you think it is that, yeah? Yep. Man, who... I'm Brett all day. Oh, God. How can you... Oh, it's a whole nother part. But, but literally, you could have Sean's 2002 comeback. Like, he's outweighs everything. That... No, never got him as a top guy. Man. Never got him as a baby face. But he, literally, it's Sean and Flair, one and one eye, like ever. No in legitimate wrestling, like in the legitimate art form of professional wrestling. Never got Sean as a top guy. No way, man. I see champ level heel. Oh, dearie, mate. No way. And from, this tune? From size wires. Get it, yeah. But, man, he overcome the size. Did he? Yeah. Was his offence ever that credible? Um. In his early... Tag team wrestler, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Tag the team wrestler, the whole rockers yeah. thing, fantastic. Yeah. Um, that whole babyface heel kind of everything up to when he started DX I'm sort of yeah I'm with you on that but that's a, the time when a lot of people give him a lot of plaudits but oh, for yeah, me definitely. but for me that coming back in 2002 and run there aside from brown pants showing in, in the yeah. elimination chamber yeah. yeah man you can't knock it that takes back. him way over the edge for Brett I'll go back to Survivors 96 when I was talking about Sid yeah yeah for me, that match with Sid, Sean's crowding moment. Because he was with a limited guy and his big rival had made his comeback earlier yeah. in the night and absolutely torn the house yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think something in him was like, I'm not getting shown up tonight. I'm not having the crowd leave and that's the only thing they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And he did it. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got that match. Not a million miles behind it. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, man. Not 
like a show one. You're not buying it. Don't get it. No. Don't get it. Not at all. No. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that he was still coming out to this music in that era. Oh, d- absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that, if it wasn't before, if you've got a non-fan in the room when this hits, you're either muting or you are cringing into the floor. <laughs> That's what... It's that... It's that um, ass man on steroids. It's oh. like... I'm just a sexy boy. Well, he had the... Um, you remember the original, obviously. With Sherry. With Sherry. Yeah. yeah. And then you remember Sexy Kurt. Yes. I'll make your ankle hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Say, it's just, you know. No, I don't buy into the narrative. I think it's pure propaganda, the narrative that he's up there. What you said about Taker. Mm. Sean's the oh, echelon below. Okay, Not yeah. quite at Taker level, but the echelon Dude, below. How do you justify Brett, then? How do I justify Brett? Fundamentals. Yeah. The map work, the believability. He's like the Eddie Vedder of wrestling. Oh. I can see it now. Brett Hart is the Eddie Vedder equivalent to wrestling. Oh. Far better babyface. <sighs> better heel. Well, um, early period showing, yeah, better babyface. Afterwards, no, because even back in the day when Brett was original babyface, he was certainly coloured by me liking perfect and him taking the belt from my guy. Yeah, but I, I never really understood the appeal of Brett as a babyface because I didn't think he seemed approachable or seemed like that kind of. No, he's your hard working everyman. Yeah, I know. Don't sell tickets. He's your workhorse. Don't sell tickets, does he? And then later on, show one man, you know. Kevin Shoulders. Don't get that later on Sean period <laughs> at all. All right. Well, um, there's another. There's another killers agree. Ooh. Spoiler. <laughs> right, yeah, we won't speak about that. Right. So, your number three was definitely in my top five. Oh yes. Hundred percent, definitely. Is it this version? <laughs> Possibly and most definitely the best wrestler entrance music of the past 15 years. Easily. Possibly 20. Easily. Um, Whose idea was this? This isn't a wrestling theme, this is a composition. Well, this is uh, like CFO dollar sign, isn't it? This one. Yeah, they're the, uh, like the success. Let me get this build Johnson. up again. Fan sing-along standard Fantastico. It, it, it's a proper full-on neoclassical composition, isn't it? It's <laughs> neoclassical um, composition. That's yeah. fantastic. There. I'm going to pimp something here. It's yeah. uh, g- going to be a bit pretentious here, but there's a um, a kind of post-rock um, progressive composer from Japan. 
yeah. that uh, that I'm quite into. One fantastic album gets in my all-time top ten um, called Heartbreak Wonderland. It's by an artist called um, World's End Girlfriend. Mm. And if you were to play this to me before hearing it as a wrestling theme mm. and tell me it was by um, World's End Girlfriend, I'd happily believe you. Oh, no way. It's yeah. the kind, same kind of vibe. Yeah, same yeah, kind yeah. of vibe. It's... Yeah. Yes, Shinsuke Nakamura um, entrance theme. So this is this is the you, most modern one. You were a fan list. of him in Japan before. Not seen a lot. Uh, again, we're going to yeah. Japan. Um, this is kind of talking. We mentioned top guys at the start. Mm. I was an all Japan guy. This new Japan pro wrestling, yeah, yeah, all yeah, Japan yeah, pro yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. In sort of the tape trading days of the nineties, mm-hmm. um, where you'd get your your international and your independent stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, really grainy, dodgy footage. Um, yeah, got a video. CZW tapes. Yeah, yeah that, that, that may or may not work. You never yeah, know. Um, tracking lines all over them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, yeah, I was an all Japan man. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah. This, as I say, this is most definitely the most recent track out of all of our picks. Um, CFO Dollar Sign. I don't know how you pronounce it. They're not apparently with WWE doing music now okay. as well, but. I think a lot of the more lighter tracks they've had a hand in. Yeah. But this is a, a proper banger, man. Yeah, whoever thought this would fit a wrestler was on something, but it just does. And you, I, I take it you've seen the intro, like when they've had like a, a lone violinist yeah. come out oh, yeah. and do the intro a little oh, bit, yeah. and then it goes into it. Um, yeah, it's it's good, goosebumps. Criminally underused as well, um, Nakamura, I think. I haven't seen a lot of his work, but the consensus is... That he's basically gone there on the wind down to tick something off his bucket list. Yeah. Work in America. I would and, say that. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. take it easy and just say I've worked there. Right, we'll have one more quick break and then we'll uh, we'll hit the last five tracks. Get in touch with the show directly via email at jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can search up Personal Jukebox Podcast on Facebook and find out what's going on over there. You can follow the show on Instagram at jukeboxpod. And leave a rating, review, spread the message, spread the word. Personal Jukebox Podcast. Hey! Of this mammoth episode, um, not by design. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I can remember going to see WWE WWF Rebellion '99 in at the NEC. Yeah, 
Uh, I think the main event was Hunter and Rock in a steel cage. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was good, good match, actually. But definitely, I can remember uh, the Acolytes were there, and they came out for that at the API. Uh, and the guy I was with at the time chucked a, a pint of beer over Bradshaw as he was coming down the thing, <laughs> and then fucked off really quick. <laughs> <laughs> fucked off really quick from the rail. Because <laughs> he cut him a glare like, whoa. Yeah, oh, yeah. Much like once when I went to see um, United Villa at Villa Park. Okay. And there was a guy in front of me uh, as Roy Keane came over to receive a throw-in. The guy in front of me was a Villa fan. Yeah. Uh, I was sat in the Villa end went, Keane, you fucking wife beater. Oh. And Roy Keane cut a glare and it was like in our vicinity. And I was like <laughs> pointing down to the guy in front of me. Oh. Like, whoa, it was him, not me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I support a, uh, a now League Two football club. We were yes, uh, we were in League One at the time, mm-hmm. uh, but a few years ago we had uh, Chelsea in mm. the League Cup. And something I've noticed in recent years is physically, when you play a team that have either recently been in the top flight or are in the top flight, yeah. it is physically men against boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we played Chelsea this night, and Ramirez. Oh yeah, little yeah. slip of a yeah, bloke yeah, on yeah. telly. Same size as our centre halves, no exaggeration. Yeah. But oh the, Christ, yes. The I people know what you who mean. say if you, you hear people say about John Terry, if they they ever saw him, they'd give him a bit of verbal. He's an absolute man mountain. I have been from here to my front door from John <laughs> Terry <laughs> in that game because obviously ten thousand yeah, capacity yeah, stadium. Yeah. You wouldn't say a word to that bloke. He's a colossus of a human being. Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, yeah. They're, um... Yeah. yeah. All right, JT. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, JT. Keep on fucking Bridges bird. <laughs> <laughs> Crack on, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All what right. a mammoth of a man. <laughs> okay, so we hit your um, number three, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, we'll go with my number three now. I've always liked this tune, always liked the guy. You know, he's been hit and miss sometimes. Um, but yeah, good tune. Probably the best version, I think. Chris Jericho. Soundtrack to the best ever debut. Oh, it's got to be up there, hasn't it? I was literally just thinking that, you know, as I was looking down then while we were listening to that bit. Yeah. Um, were you excited? Did you know that was going to be Jericho's debut? I read the sheets, so okay. I, I was about 80% sure. I can remember people going, oh, it's going to be the Millennium Man Chris Jericho kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that was a... I don't think he did himself any favours on the the promo that he delivered. Yeah, I think he did the first like minute or so, but when he was doing the whole, you know, biting his yeah, lip, oh, kind yeah, of, that was a bit cringe. Uh, yeah, the end, I don't it? think he did it. I love the little ponytail on the top of the Cheap head thing. Heat. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, massively enduring guy. Oh yeah, still going, you know, still, still going relevant. For AW, yeah, definitely. Um, 
reinvents himself on a regular basis. Subtle yeah. tweaks. Got the Madonna of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Good analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, he's in Fozzy as well. The metal band. Yeah. yeah. Are you not? A are big... there any Fozzy fans who aren't wrestling fans? I don't know. Could there be Maiden fans who like Fozzy? I mean, their first no. album was basically just covers, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. like the storyline of, oh, these are our songs, really. Because originally... Wasp and Maid- was there a Maiden song on there? Originally, they were called Fozzy Osborne, weren't That's they? That's right. I'd Fo- have to drop the was Osborne. Was it not Fozzy Fosborne? Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. But yeah. Diabolical. Um, oh, I mean, they're going around the metal... Um, What's they do the called? festival circuit, The festivals, that's it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever heard their co- cover of Abra's SOS? Can't say I've heard a lot of them, to be honest. To be fair, it's pretty straightforward. There's nothing... I mean, Jericho was pimping this on his podcast for, like, ages, but, man, it's a straight cover, really. Where are those happy days? They seem so hard to find. I'm sorry, Chris. He ain't a vocalist, is he? Not at all. I wish I understood. It used to be so nice. It used to be so good. Perfectly acceptable. It's not doing anything. Pretty faithful, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. But um, but yeah, Jericho, like the guy, you know what I mean? He seemed... Uh, you read his books? Read the first one. I read the first two. Yeah, blitzed yeah. through the first one in yeah. no time at all. Yeah. I traded it. Uh, I traded that and Larry Matisic's book on Brody okay. for Brett's autobiography. We're going back to yeah, Brett here. Yeah, all like but, that. Uh, it so, wasn't out over here. Yeah, and, uh, a, a good on, book as well. Yeah, guy on you've been to America. Heavy Brett, heavy pro Brett though, obviously. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. No one he ever worked with didn't shake his hand with tears <laughs> in their eyes. And, <laughs> See, you don't know. you find that just a bit like much? I can separate that from... <laughs> Fair play to him, from, though. From you know, the artist. I, I can't, I can't, you can't knock his work. I'm not going to stand it. I'm not going to sit here and knock his work. Um, Let's, oh, no, it's another podcast for another time. But yeah, I'm thinking yeah, yeah. if you take gimmicks out, you take out gimmick ma- matches yeah. and go Brett's top five, Sean's top five, and it's just a no contest. Yeah, Sean all the way. No. Oh, man. I, no. Uh, take the gimmick away from Sean. SummerSlam 2002 is probably better than any match Brett's ever done. Oh, no. Yeah? No. No? No. <laughs> Mania 10 opener um, Bulldog at SummerSlam Bulldog at In Your House Perfect uh, at SummerSlam yeah. Perfect at King of the Ring Yeah I know but come on you, you got perfect on the other end of both of their matches Especially at King of the Ring The Bulldog match I think that's very much The same as Hogan Rock in Montreal okay. was You know it's like Interesting Fans How about the return match at In Your House yeah, it's a good match. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good match, definitely. I, I tell you the one thing though, the the Mania Twelve Sean Brett match. Crap. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, they had no chemistry together. People can wax really lyrical didn't. about that. Their match at um, Survivors '91 was better than that. Oh yeah, probably. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with that definitely. Yeah. So, here's here's your Brett one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
underrated throwaway one two three kid on Raw. Um, yeah, I've I always heard that held up as like you know this super duper really great match. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah but is it better than Sean against Jarrett from In Your House too? That's all right. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I like that one. I'd put that on. The, you know that kind of kind of even keel kind yeah. of thing. Um, we could go on about this for a yes, while, can't yeah. we? I've got oh, another yeah. one in my head, but we'll we'll end <laughs> yeah, up yeah. going down the rabbit hole otherwise. Right. What do you want to do here? Because we're at your top two stroke one. Yeah. Here. Do you I've want got... me to do my number two first? Yeah, go with your number two. Yeah. Well, that's up to you. I mean, yeah. I've, got, I've got an objective number one and a subjective number one. So, okay. I tell you what, we'll go with my number two first. Okay. Then, yeah, and uh, and then we'll we'll hit your number two stroke one. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? I would signal this as the well, the music that got me back into wrestling. Bow to the masters. Break it down. Okay, yeah. First of all, I'll say someone couldn't afford Rage Against the Machine's price tag. Well, of course. <laughs> Not that I don't think for a minute Rage Against the Machine would have ever involved yeah. themselves with wrestling in yeah, any way, yeah, shape or form. Yeah. I don't think that would this be. Is def- this is probably definitely the best Rage Against the Machine song ever. <laughs> <laughs> And I, think probably, I don't think you believe that. I think the second best Rise Against the Machine song is probably My Time as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, my Time would probably get on the uh, the all-time top 20, as would this. Yeah. yeah, this is another one that was on my long list. Yeah, you can't argue with this, can you? You can't mess with it. It's As I say, this is the song that reignited any wrestling passion I had. Oh, yeah. When I heard this, um, it was part of a whole new attitude, want of a different yeah. um, word. Um Man, it was just cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just sheer cool. It definitely time. was. It encapsulated yeah. Yeah. the uh, the counterculture of the time that, definitely. Uh, definitely. that, that, that the faction embodied. Uh, probably Degeneration X as a concept hasn't maybe aged as well as some of the stuff around that time. Oh, I would say ranking your um, your versions of DX... Like the more lighter versions would definitely be down the the uh, table than the earlier versions. Yeah, yeah. You had your X Pack version. Didn't you? Oh, I tell you what. I reckon your X Pack version when they got like Road Dog and Billy Gunn, mm. and there was no Sean. Possibly that could be the best one, mm. and then Sean Hunter China Ruud kind of mm. one, and then. It was a run DMC version, wasn't they doing the rounds? Oh, I love that one. I love that version of the track. That's a good track. rock, y'all. The kick of rock, y'all. Did they ever use that as an entrance? Yeah, 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 Mm. they did. I think when they were shilling the 
there wasn't there a whole album that yeah. was like rap and the was, wrestling music? Yeah, it was kind of, of a hip hop reimagining of entrance themes. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When they definitely. were very, very mainstream. Were you a, a DX fan at any point? At the time, yeah. Yeah. At the time I was. Yeah. Oh, sure I've I'm sure I've got an original T shirt knocking around in my attic somewhere. That's gotta go on eBay. Did you prefer um DX to NWO? No. Really? Right, Revelation, which is not in the spirit of this podcast at all, but we got everything on a Friday night, didn't we, here? Oh, between, yeah. Between Sky Sports and TNT. Mm-hmm. Everything oh. on Monday night came here on Friday night. I was a Nitro man. Were you always? Were you nitro. always there? No, I got turned to Nitro. Okay. Yeah. See, because... Was Nitro, it was the same week as well, wasn't it? It was the same week's Nitro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it was, the, it was the previous Monday's Nitro. Yeah, that's right. Time. Yeah. Um, I can definitely remember always watching, like, taping it and watching it later so I could skip through the breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I was definitely a WWF guy, mm. not a WCW guy. Yeah, 100% definitely, yeah. And I would have, yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know now, but I would have picked DX over... NWO, NWO got too bloated, didn't it? NWO jumped the shark really, really quickly. Yeah, as, yeah. Um, as, not really quickly, but as soon as they, um, as soon as it ceased to be elite, and they post, had got, post Steiner, are you classing him as the last? Po- now this is going to seem weird. This is going to seem a really weird one to, to to put as a benchmark. Post Hennig's turn. Post Bagwell. Oh, post Bagwell. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> that you'd include Bagwell in oh, the elite. <laughs> not so much that, but it was so much the um, the mythology around the original incarnation of the NWO and how Bagwell ended up joining was yeah. they basically threatened the entire WCW roster. Mm. Like, right, join us or we'll take you down. Mm-hmm. So Bagwell immediately jumped because <laughs> he was terrified. <laughs> Oh man, it's literally like is he possibly the, the wrestler who was just himself the most <laughs> as a character? From you what you hear, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. does seem to be that way. I think he was underrated. <laughs> oh come on, man. I think he was underrated. <laughs> oh no. Both of the ro- stuff. Not was. if not everybody can be the top guy. No, no, You've got to have those it. eggs that are broken to make that omelette. Yeah. Yeah, Bagwell yeah, yeah. served a purpose. He was a good, uh, even going back three, four years previously, he was a good babyface in peril to make the hot tag to Scorpio. Mm. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. See, I can remember it from that kind of oh, era. Yeah. I can remember from um, I remember going on a school trip to Austria and on the ferry buying some WCW trading cards. Not trading cards, like top trumps. Oh yeah. But they were like larger cards. Yeah. And. Uh, I only really know him, you know, like Sting, Flair, Vicious, on them, and Bagwell was on those. Oh, yeah. And, and, and who's this bloody Bagwell guy kind of thing? <laughs> who's this guy? But, uh... Solid bid Carter. DX, good tune, man. Like it. Um, right. What do you... I, I say for you, I know what your top two are, yeah? Yep. I say we go with this one first. You want to go with my subjective number one? Yes, we'll go no, with... No, this is my objective number oh, one. Oh, sorry, yes. This, this is, is my your, objective This is your one. objective number one. 
dated in the time, innit? Oh, yes. Well, I met this lady and I told her quite a story, said I love her forevermore. But the trouble is I tell the same old story to every girl that walks through the door. You should just start talking at your money. Wow. Oh, yes. <laughs> it just speaks for itself. Now, this was another one off Paul Driver it was. an album, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. About yeah. 87. Gotta be, yeah. Just encapsulates that era massively. It's fun and it's corny, but underneath that, there's a seriously deep, funky groove going on. The as well. yard bird. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's, you know. Yeah, what are you liking about it? Are you liking the. Um, the carryover 70s vibe or are you liking the campy humour of it or is it like a little bit of everything all of the above yeah, all yeah. of the above and it was just as a, again a 9, 10, 11 year old you couldn't articulate it but you hated those heels but you loved that tune Man, and, and this was obviously used for more than one wrestler oh yeah because it was it, it, it's a manager's theme Cause, isn't cause, it because heels didn't really have entrance music, not mid card heels anyway. Yeah. And Slick was like sort of the master of the mid card heels. Yeah, manager. definitely. I mean, this was like this was a theme. Akeem, Akeem, boss man, boss man. Butch Reed, Butch Reed, another yeah. underrated guy, Butch yeah, Reed. Yeah, um, and there was another one as well. Um, did not Power and Glory come out to this? They must have done because they had yeah, no theme yeah, of their yeah. own. But yeah, oh, pure nostalgia pick, but. What a groove. Yeah. You ever seen the video? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it kind of summed up that nudge wink. Okay, this is a bit... Ri- the whole package it's a bit ridiculous but you know it and you're in on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely um but it's actually a really good tune as well <laughs> it's a funky tune isn't it yeah whose wedding did he come back for when he came back for somebody's wedding i don't know if it was daniel was it when daniel bryan and aj lee were getting married there was somebody and he came back he was like the minister for their yeah. wedding because he was he actually he's a shoot minister isn't yeah, he yeah, yeah he was legit man. yeah Good on him. Underrated Slick. Oh, slick, you know, he was just the Doctor of Style. He was the Doctor of Style. <laughs> That's just what he was. <laughs> okay. That's right. that's me being a bit self-indulgent there. That's that's the, the nostalgia era. That's it's... that's good, man. That's that's a good one. Right. So your objective number one. Yep. No messing with this. Would be this one. No disturbed. (laughs) 
not going to say anything here that hasn't been said a million times before, but as soon as you heard that glass shutter, oh, yeah. shit was going down. Oh, yes. Yeah, Something that, was going to happen. That was the pop. It was it was immediately striking. Get the pop. It was straight to the point, like the man who was doing the ring walk. Absolutely straight to the point. Yeah, 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 definitely. And harks back to that, what, what we said before, no true top guy who was the box office draw ever had a Duff theme. And this this one, the music's synonymous with him to this day. But there ain't much to it though, is there? You no, know what I mean? No, it's a loop. Yeah. But it, it's simple. It's to the point. It's at, it's at the jugular. It was part of that aesthetic that just summed up the character. It, yeah, it's just a perfect, perfect part of the package. It's like Stone Cold Steve Austin, by the way. Yeah, yeah it, we haven't said that. One hundred percent. He would have been, probably would have been a top guy, without this theme. Would he have reached the levels without this being part of the package? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Getting that pop, mm. being part of that visual and audio first burst when he comes out. Yeah. The largest star, the most money-making star in yeah. the business ever, yeah? Got to be up there. He's got to be, be I he's, he, he eclipsed Hogan, so money-wise. Yeah. So he's got to be, I know. It's, it, it's him and Hogan. I, I'm not sure how the figures work out if you adjust, adjust for inflation. And yeah, that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, probably never as much of a crossover as Hogan, maybe, yeah? Probably not not as recognisable as Hogan. Because to me, you'd put Hogan, Michael Jackson yeah. and Muhammad Ali as kind of, you know oh, yeah. what I mean, that kind yeah. of, amongst others. Yeah. Certainly a lot more credible than Hogan. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Now this is this is the one which um, I always attribute, and, and I think um, Scott Keith, the wrestling journal internet guy, always says as well that the largest pop they've ever heard was when Austin's music hits when you know Foley wins his world title. Definitely. And we'll we'll have a bit of this now. I don't know if it does it justice on here though. And I can remember fucking. Marking out like a motherfucker as oh, well, and I wasn't even a Foley or a Austin fan, but DX were involved as well. You've got shit going down. There's just the escalation of the fans there. Timing's everything here, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just white noise, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And that's something I think around this time with the format, with them moving to everybody was on the show every week. Yeah. Your music accompanied every entrance, be it a run-in, be it an interview. This is kind of the point where the music lost that that special quality, where it just became like everything else to do with wrestling. It became really overexposed. Yeah. Overexposed is the thing. Possibly when they went from having Raw two nights on a Monday to then having SmackDown two nights on, um, was it a Tuesday or a Thursday initially? It's jumped around. It's Thursday yeah. initially. It's jumped around nights. Yeah, so it's Thursday, Tuesday, Friday, I believe it is now. But now you've got an extra night. and uh, Sorry, not an extra night, an extra hour on Monday night. Yeah. And uh, as we said right at the start of this, three hours is too much for... Too long to do anything. It ain't like... Watching a football match for 45 minutes, you've got a break, you've got 45 minutes. Man, how many people really watch the post-show of 
a football match. No. You know what I mean? I can't watch fucking Jamie Redknapp and Gary Neville banging on about England, you know, for like half an hour after. Fuck that. I ain't got time for that, man. You know, I'd rather be looking at my phone doing yeah. something. You're all having a choice, you know. I'd rather <laughs> be doing anything else nearly than that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, and, and I tell you what, football could learn from that because, man, I've seen too much football now. You know what I mean? Well, one thing across, because across COVID, f- football's been all over TV, hasn't yeah. it? And, and, and I, I won't say that I didn't think it was a good idea at the thing, because I thought, oh, football every night, that's like all right. But I ain't sitting down and watching it. Well, one thing I've, a conclusion I've kind of come to is I don't miss the football. I uh-huh. miss the park up, the walk down to the ground, the pint, the seeing the familiar faces, the mm-hmm. gallows humour. Mm. Um Soaking the place in, you take all that away, and you've just got the football. Yeah, get really bored really quickly. I'm going to sound like a proper bloody millennial mark here, but I could quite easily take um, the edited highlights version of possibly any football game, <laughs> the full Definitely. football game, for any match in the past. Definitely. Like God knows how long. If I'm watching highlights on YouTube now, mm-hmm. if I see anything above about three minutes, I'll give it a miss. If it's a five minutes, I'm like, I'm not investing five minutes in that. And this ain't 4-4. You know yeah. 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 If there's like four goals upwards, I'll stretch to four minutes. Yeah. 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Football. What happened? We're getting away from that. Yeah. Well, you know, as you say, overexposure and all that kind of stuff and getting older, I suppose. Right. I know what your number one's going to be. Yeah, I know. You do. This is my number one. It's probably... It's the best intro in wrestling. It's not only the best, it may subjectively or objectively, depending on your pers- on your point of view, be the best music of wrestling. But when you factor in the actual entrance and everything, man, you can't beat it. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> Um, you're watching WrestleMania 30, yeah? Yes. Brian Hunter. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the best opening match ever at a WrestleMania. It's better than Owen. Second best no, opening it's not. match ever. It's the, the best, best one. That entrance for that match is the greatest entrance ever by a wrestler for a wrestling match. It's the first time they had the lasers the bullshit, the Steph giving him the introduction in the ring, looking absolutely smoking as well when she did, and everything, and it, man. And it just built him up as this guy who, who Brian had to beat, which he did, it, yeah. yeah. It's, and that match does everything it does perfectly. This bit. It hits all the notes that match does. Absolutely does. Yeah. The entrance is phenomenal. Yeah. Never thought about the greatest entrance. It's in the discussion. Yeah. Definitely in the discussion. Just thinking about it. It's not something I, you know, you ever really think about, I suppose. But for, for what it did, for what it did to put Brian over as well, 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Definitely, it's, yeah. Once again, we've got Lemme doing his shit. It's, it's a tune as well. Oh, it is. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? It's definitely a tune away from it's this context. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, the yeah. fact that it was written for him. I'd love nothing more than to be able to wind you up and say this doesn't belong in this list or doesn't belong in the top five. It does. <laughs> it does. It's in there. My rule was one per performer. Yeah, yeah. And I'll put the evolution theme in for Ooh. Triple H again, Motehead, because I do think that just edges this one. I, you know, I'll put the DX one in. I wanted to find a place for my time, but I just thought I can't put that in as well. They definitely all belong in a 20. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. But yeah, it, it's good stuff. Mania opener. I'll listen to arguments that it's better than Brett Owen. It's between those two. It's, it's definitely between those there's, two. There's, there's no, uh, well, the only other one that's possibly in the argument is the Rockers Orients from Seven. But that's mm. it, but it's, it's definitely a step below. It's a, it's a tier below those two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd put that as number three. Yeah. Um, I can't think off the top of my head that there's another one, but yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a two-horse race, but I've seen this one once. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Tripper Brian once. Yeah. I've seen Bretto in. I'd have to take my socks off. Yeah, I think... Um, Brett Owen for what it meant as well because Owen won. If Brett would have won it, you probably wouldn't have thought. It'd be throw away. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have thought that it was. It's all the the encompassing story. Actually, that's what both of them are, aren't they? Well, each of them's got exactly the the right result. Well, they've got the opening match, the final match. Yeah. But it's like the different person wins. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah, I've enjoyed looking at those wrestling theme tunes and stuff. This has been different, hasn't it? Yeah, there's there's ones, as I say, that didn't get in mind with my baby tonight. I was was so wanted to put that in. The Jeff Jarrett tune. And there was a couple of other ones which, you know, I I, I meant to put in there or yeah. I, I had to drop out because I just put other ones in. Yeah, we talked about a few. Uh, I considered Warriors. Yes, I know um, I did, yeah. yeah. Considered Kurt Angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, consi- yeah, yeah. I considered Kurt yeah. Angles as well. I'll tell you what disqualified it for me. The fact that it was a recycled theme and yeah, they tried I was it with just a few about different to say guys. That. Yeah, they I tried was... it with Slaughter as a baby face. It, the Patriot came out to it once. That, couple, that's what I mean, the Patriot. Years before yeah. Angle. Yeah. yeah. Hit something... Um, we've talked a bit about MMA and UFC and I'll uh, towel lined into that but um, talk about like wrestling being not cool or the certain yeah. stigmas that come with wrestling there's an amazing and you asked about um, UFC entrances being tailor made but there's a guy called mm. Colby Covington never I don't know if you've heard of him never heard of her <laughs> he's like um, an Olympian I'm, I'm sure he's, um, was he Olympian well, he's, he's a Greco-Roman American mm. wrestler and he's a bit all American. He's very make America great again. He's had his pictures taken with Donald Trump and the like. But he fought Robbie Lawler, who's beloved Jerry's by the son. fan base. Jerry's kid. Yeah. <laughs> Ruthless Robbie. Um, and Covington's the number one ranked um, welterweight in the world at the time. Mm. And he makes his ring walk, uh, Colby Covington. And he's got the stars and stripes behind him. And he walks out to Angle's theme. Really? And it's worth watching. It's really worth watching on YouTube yeah. because he walks out to the theme, he makes makes the arena walk, this theme's playing, and the UFC audience, the real fight audience, back in the day, do you remember when um, 
Norwich uh, back in the days of Chris Sutton, Jeremy Goss, Mark Robbins, mm-hmm. that team. You aim for, for run era. Yeah, yeah, when they beat Bayern Munich. Yeah. They'd, uh, they'd score and they'd play another one bites the dust oh on the PA. I well, hate it music was, after goals. Oh, yeah. Well, it was the same time as Gladiators yeah. was on ITV <laughs> yeah. and you'd catch on Match of the Day. The Norwich fans, when I was playing, some of them doing the the hand movement that they used to do on Gladiators briefly before realising where they were and just basically, oh, shit, we're at football, we're not at Gladiators. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. When Colby Coppington makes the ring walk to Kurt Angle's theme, as soon as it hits the, the point, these real fight fans, too cool for wrestling, forget themselves and two thirds of the arena start, you suck. You suck. <laughs> See, that's good, man. That means they're plugged in. Oh, it's they, worth they, watching. They know the significance of Oh, it. definitely. Because he was the heel in that fight as well. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah, the yeah. heel. Beloved Robbie Lawler. Yeah. Here comes Colby Covington. Bit obnoxious. Kurt Angle's the... It's just perfect. Um, well, we'll head out now on this episode. Um, I said to you, I think you want to play it with a real song for a wrestler that we said. But, yeah, definitely. But, but I'll, I'll, I'll just give one. Yeah, just one. I always did actually like this one. The Teasters one. I thought, I thought it sort of was quite meaty. And, and my, la- my last one before you hit your pick. Surely um, Undertaker's best song has been the- is this one. And I'll still argue with any Metallica fan, it's better than Sad But True. Never gain away, I don't play with ass. But watch me rock with Liberace Flash. Pump rock the class. Boy bands are trash. I like Johnny Cash. Here we go. Flash, 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 flash. Oh. <laughs> I'll leave you to have that chat with Gaz. <laughs> All right, yeah. What do you want to do then? Right, let's play it with a classic. We've, we've talked about how appropriated music, just because it sounds cool, doesn't mm-hmm. always work. Close out with one that's uh, to an absolute T. It is, and also a great driving song as well. Going to go back to uh, 80s Jim Crockett promotions. Oh, okay. We'll go theme from Midnight Express, Giorgio Moroder for um, Beautiful Bobby and Loverboy Dennis. Later yeah. Sweet Stan, Midnight Express. What a tune. What, what era is this? It's late 80s, what, 86, 87? And this ain't a Jim Johnson, is it? No, this is George. We mentioned him earlier in relation to Jake the Snake, Giorgio. Okay. What a tune, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you um, you ever read the Cornet book? No. 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 I bet that's worth a read. Uh, I would say so. Big fan yeah. of Jim. All right, then. Um, get in touch with the show. If, man, if anyone wasn't expecting music this time, then <laughs> I do apologise. This has been a proper fanboy um, two and a half hours. Uh, but yeah, it's WrestleMania time. Not that I'm going to watch it, or Boyd will watch it, but you know. We could have covered Mania the album. Oh, we literally could have oh. done. I think the best one's probably uh, WWF The Music Volume 4. That's like right in the heart of the um, the, the attitude, attitude No Chance in Hell and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, um, Jukebox Pod at Instagram, Personal Jukebox Podcast on Facebook, jukeboxpod at gmail.com. Leave a review. Get in touch, man. Get in touch. Um, no mail on this episode, but um, I do appreciate it, and and so do the guys, definitely. Especially when it pertains to them, like it, definitely. Uh, thank you very much, Boyd. I'll have you back soon. Yeah. See you soon, sir. Nice one. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys, for listening. <laughs> <laughs>